The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to a free beer Friday and victory Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, at least for me. Welcome in and thanks for tuning in on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are live online, PR927FM.com, and you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You know how you watch us every day on Facebook? Well, that's how you'll be watching the Pirates on Saturday when they take on Marshall. More on that in just a moment. Got a fun show planned for you today on this Friday, as we'll hear from mike houston here his comments heading in to ecu marshall coming up later on this hour at four o'clock tony dunn carolina cat chronicles.com will join me inside the pirate radio studios the panthers are one and oh the washington football team is one and one we'll talk about what's happened in week one what happened last night and make some week two picks for the nfl got a triple header coming your way sunday right here on pirate radio at five o'clock we'll talk to the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and the host of the high school huddle, Morgan Aylers. He'll join me inside the Pirate Radio studios at 520-ish. It'll be Brian North, WCTI 12. We'll look around the area college football games going on on Saturday. And later on in hour number three, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell comments from this week at football practice. So we are football heavy on a Friday. We'll hit a little bit of high school, a lot of ECU, some NFL as well. We got Shirley Rhodes, we got the Big Dog, and alongside Troy D to kick off a Free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Troy. Hello, Clip. Good to see you. How are you? I am fantastic. Doing great on a Friday. Um, I've had a lot of friends ask me. what They've noticed that the game is on Facebook. They're like, what does that mean? I'm like, it means exactly what it says. It's on Facebook. Just like you spend half your day on Facebook, now you can watch the game on Facebook. This is not the first facebook game for you this is the first facebook football game i can think of not the first facebook game for east carolina university what was the first game i remember watching uh, i believe it was a conference game in baseball that they set up in the conference broadcasted through facebook because remember we huh. called it the hell in the cell match and they like had it on a secondary oh, that was field a conference tournament game. the conference tournament and but like they were shooting it through the chain link fence, which it was picked up some on the camera with one can, it was probably someone's yeah. cell phone. But that was a Facebook game, I do believe. Also, uh, Brian it, Packard's dad. Yes, had that some was Facebook the, games. Some the, illegal the, Facebook the, games. The original Facebook <laughs> games were by Packard's dad. Will Packard's where, dad be on the he, broadcast? That this was week? like out in the, one of the California games. I want to say UCLA, maybe. Yeah, I remember watching it, and he was getting a, a huge feat, like a uh, huge numbers on it. 
he was the only guy like broadcasting that game. I don't know how legal it was, but it definitely worked. And it was hard. Now, to, now this will be, from what I understand, a TV type production. Oh on, yeah. On now for folks that are confused, well, where on Facebook? Facebook's a big place. On the CBS Sports Network page is where you need to go. So when you go to CBS Sports Network. Just like you go to our page, Pirate Radio, and you can watch this program, you could then watch that program. Now, I am working on trying to. I had uh, actually had lunch with Brand from Tiebreakers today. I know he's going to have it up on the big screen uh-huh. uh, for folks that were wondering that, and I'm sure some of the other places you know are going to try to and get it thrown up on their screens too. But um, I am working on trying to get the dongle for mm-hmm. my mac because my mac doesn't have an hdmi direct input having some dongle issues so i have a dongle issue yeah. i got to get the dongle and then you plug the cord into the dongle and then you plug it in the back of the tv so then i can run it off my laptop and i don't have to sit there on my phone and watch it the whole time all right or laptop so if you if you're a mac user there's a little public service now so make sure you have your dongle in order yeah, get that dongle ready. Yeah. It's um, not the size of the dongle that matters, Clip. It's how good it works. Correct. Yeah. And uh, you'll know that tomorrow. Uh, if you go to facebooklive.com slash live CUSA, uh, that page you can go to as well. They already have Oh, a, it's on uh, the conference page, too. A link ready okay. for the game well, That's tomorrow. probably where I'll go there. So uh, Pirate Radio should probably tweet we'll, and We will link to everywhere. that and make it easier yeah. once it's game day. Facebook.com yeah. slash live CUSA. So, yeah. Uh, but it, to your point, it will be a very professional-looking broadcast. We hear it'll. Well, I, I saw a basketball game. John Moody when this first came out back in the winter or whatever, uh, leading up to April, or whatever, when the schedule came out, he sent us a link of a basketball game that was shown, and it looked like a CBS Sports broadcast. Yeah. The problem was it's not on TV; it's right. on Facebook. So yeah. But I will say this: better that than nothing. That is you know, one way it to is, look at it. It is yes. a video broadcast. And you know me, Mr. Positive, trying to find the positive in things. That's right. It is better to have that than no video broadcast. We'll see if you have that same positivity Monday after your dongle <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> right now, I don't have the dongle. I have a friend that has it. And so I'm, I'm hoping the friend has found the dongle. I hope that's a good friend. You don't trust just anyone with your no, dongle, with I, dongle. And I don't want to get it, you know, if you, especially if you're getting a used dongle, you yeah. want to make sure it works. Especially in these times. Yeah. Safety first. Glenn's talking but, yeah. without the mic on. Glenn, we need your mic on. He's doing yeah. his own show in there. Yeah, that mic on. How's there your go. show going in there? Good. <laughs> All right. Well, I saw. I could see your lips moving. So I was just saying we missed. I was, shouldn't have told him and see, see how long he would have gone. <laughs> that's I, not I nice. I was figuring it out. Um... I was just commenting that you can't let it just anybody's dongle in your house. It was along the same line. That's yeah. true. It, it was dongle yeah. humor. Yeah, you got to know. That. Yeah, but and if I got to go buy one, these things are probably expensive, Glenn. Don't you think? No. What's, what do these things run? What? Oh, I what thought kind like of a, dongle are we talking? Oh, about? I thought it was going to be like fifty bucks or something. Is it what not? What size dongle are you talking no. about? I mean, there's a lot of dongle it's questions. Kind of a personal question, but whatever <laughs> works, I guess. So whatever plugs into the back of this Mac and or on the side of the Mac, and then I, I mean, can get for a, an HDMI. It's an HDMI dongle if you're just tuning in. I, I think you that's, sickos. That is a bigger. I mean, you need about six feet. I mean, you got to. <laughs> oh yeah, the, you mean the cool? The, well, the no, the yeah, dongle, the dongle can be short. is a little no, tiny no, no. dongle. That's the that's the adapter. I get. I got an HDMI cord. The cord but is But it won't long. go into his computer. Right. So his computer that. doesn't have... Right. So I'm a, getting the dongle HDMI. to adapt okay, I got that you. plugs I, into... I, I got so you. the dongle could be very short, Glenn. I got you. I got this you. computer has HDMI, 
So could I just go from the computer to the yeah, TV? If you had an HDMI yes, cable. Yes, like, correct. Yeah, right. Well, that should be easy. Like if you don't have a Mac and you've got an HDMI uh, plug, like on a Dell or whatever, then you're good. Redbeard right. says if you have Roku and Apple Play on your yes. Mac, you don't need a dongle. If you have a Roku stick, you don't need any of I, this. I don't have a Roku stick. You don't no. have a stick or a dongle? No. You don't have a stick. You don't really, have Apple TV. I'm really playing behind the eight ball here this weekend. <laughs> Oh. And you got some disease. Yeah, all right. I feel good. Uh, Dongle issues is the least of your worries. Yeah. Robert, on top of everything, says beat the thundering turd. The thundering turd. So we shall um, see. Yeah, we'll figure it out one way or another. Worst case scenario, I'll put up on the computer or phone or come here and watch it with you guys and know how much you'd enjoy my company on game day. I kind of half expect you to show up and be like, guys, um, how? there's yeah, always a possibility glenn how does this get put in again i mean there I might be a phone call that happens could I mean, be it, it could yeah be. and i saw the food you're having so there's always possible a studio visit just to make sure everything's going okay hey, sometimes you just gotta check in yeah I mean, the food's good some so, puccinellas uh, for saturday that sounds yeah, good I'm first time yeah so i may have to come by just to see make sure everything's going okay and grab a slice huh but no you guys uh we'll figure it out so, but and these are the, these are the issues. Too. Yeah. This is what happens if you go to Conference USA. All these people talk about: Are we in the wrong conference? Should we be in Conference USA? Well, our no. games are on this, TV. Like that's a plus, right? That's what I'm saying. Conference USA, your games are online, like Completely. only, yeah, yeah. So it reminds me of. Uh, did you mention the one conference tournament where we were watching? through yes I chandler did. okay i i, I was I did. out of i said this that. is the you first... really are filling in for chandler nicely <laughs> Boy, you, are, you are channeling chandler very well uh, i did mention this is the first football facebook game but not the first facebook broadcast for ecu okay, okay. the hell in the cell match for yes. baseball was the first <laughs> oh, we were playing on that then, softball field over and we've had some illegal ones before that but that was the first official the Brian packard's dad yeah facebook broadcast yes, also. from UCLA. ucla that was yep. the original kind of started it all all right uh troy last week you took the gamecocks I to did. beat the pirates i did i did not want to but uh i did i mistakenly thought ecu could beat a bad football team and, and well, i was and wrong that's they came on close me. that was that's on me clip it came down to the final play for believing in the pirates i don't know you know that's, that's it my could've... fault you know one play here one play there you it's an opposite deal ecu wins but the results are the results yes pirates lose oh and two now they go to marshall and this line has been steady all week now i'm making a a speculation here i would assume the betting public would bet on marshall yeah just because all they do is look at the scores correct and see that ecu's oh and two marshall has beaten teams 93 to 17 right and i would assume they would bet the money would come in on marshall but the line has stayed still which makes me believe Vegas thinks it, you know, it could be a one-score ball game. Yeah, this is all speculation on my part. Of course. How are you it's, feeling? It's all betting is a speculation if yeah. you think about it. What is a bet? It's you're speculating on who's going to win. The difference the game is, hasn't been decided yet. Right. Played. The yet. difference is you're putting your money where your speculation is. There you go. Most people just speculate for free. When you put a wager down, then you mean business. But and and a lot of times those wagers then will change the line. My point is Correct. this line hasn't changed. Been very it's very set still. Yeah. Where last week was probably the most wild line I've ever seen in football. Went from East Pirates as a history. favorite to South Carolina as a favorite. Yeah. And the ab line dropped. Now, they release it in summer. These lines get dropped for one week. Correct. When that ab line dropped, it, uh, moved, it, it went it from did. 14 and a half to like nine and a half. Yeah. Like five, that's a, Not unusual for a point or so, but for that yeah. much movement, it's been a wild year so far What's on the, the uh, betting line. 
Over under Saturday, Clipper. I will pull that up. Uh, while I'm doing that, Troy, what is your prediction for Saturday? Clip, I thought you might ask. So, and I've been thinking about this for a while. And I was, I just had a bad feeling last week about ECU. I don't know what it was, and I hate to go against the Pirates. You know me; I am very optimistic when it comes to East Carolina, especially football. You know that we can win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been thinking about this one a lot. And I don't know, man. It's I hate to say this because I. I just, I don't want to cause any problems. Cause any problems? Or jinx anything. Oh, no. But I've got a weird feeling about this weekend. A Troy D. weird feeling? I've got a weird feeling that the Pirates' backs are against the wall. And you're going to see East Carolina come out guns a-blazing. And I don't know, I'm not going to give a score, but I'm telling you, I think East Carolina's going to go up to Huntington, West Virginia and find a way to win this game. Wow. I think ECU pulls this off and changes the whole attitude of everything in, in a, I don't want to say desperation game, but desperation game. I mean, this game, if you want to go 6-6 six and six this year, and really, let's be honest, that's where the program, that's honestly a realistic goal for this program, or was preseason anyway, to try and get to six wins. If the Pirates are going to get to six wins, Marshall is a must-win right now. Because if you can find a way to win at Marshall on the road, that's a legitimate win in my book. You come back home against Charleston Southern. Don't overlook them, but we should be able to take care of business against a team called Charleston Southern, in my opinion. You're 2-2. and That would set up a huge Tulane game. Then your 6-6 and is in play, as far as I'm concerned. That's a realistic possibility. But if you lose to Marshall, you go 0-3, then things kind of unravel a little bit. I feel that this team will respond. As I said, I feel their backs are against the wall. And uh, this team has talent, is good enough. They've done it in portions here and there. Uh, You've seen the defense rise up. I know the offense could click better than it has. I think the Pirates win this weekend, Clip. And it may be close, but I think they pull it off. I like this Troy D prediction because this is not your typical optimistic Troy D. Usually, I'm I'm critical of your predictions because you're – you're too emotional and you're too what happened last week. Right. Like if ECU wins, you'll say, well, I'm going to take them to win again. Right. If they lose, yeah. you'll say, you are kind of bucking the trend here. Right. This is a little bit against Which the Which is grain. why I love this pick. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've thought about it all week for real. Like, this is I'm not. I'm kind of shocked you are coming in here saying this today. I, I'm a little bit shocked myself, but I really believe it. And I'm not saying it just to say it. I really think East Carolina can pull this one out. All right. And I, and I do feel like this is their chance to turn the season around right now. Like, they need. Let's be honest. We're talking about a win post game. I mean, it just kind of changes the dynamic of the whole season, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because I do think because most everybody's people, predicting a loss here. Hundred percent. I think most people are expecting the Pirates to lose, and I think this is where they need to stand up and make a statement. And they're good enough, and they're capable enough, and I believe in them, and I think they can do it. And All this right. is the time to do it. Now, I might be. Hey, I, I may be completely wrong. They may let me down. They may let Pirate Nation down. They may not be good enough. But that's not what I think going into this game. Love the pick. Uh, couldn't disagree with it more. <laughs> I will take Marshall to win by two scores. 38-ish to 24-ish. Something like that. ECU cracks wow. 20. So you think, you think Marshall like in a route almost? Two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, well, what's, what do you consider a route? I think two touchdowns or more is pretty much a, I don't want to say blowout. Nah, but it's a, I think once you get to three, it's a route. Okay. Two touchdowns, you know, they might score late, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, I like Marshall minus the 10 this week. And, in fact, I said that last week, even going into the South Carolina game, that no matter win or lose, 
I didn't like this game when I saw it on the schedule. It's the it's a true road game. Yeah, we've sent good teams to Huntington and came yep. back with losses. Oh, it's, yeah, the I, only thing good, and I haven't checked the weather up there, but at least it's not cold. Because we, I just this think, is not a uh, we do not do good on cold away games. We played them a lot. It that, seems like the last week of the season. Yes, in the past, and that does not bode well for us. Uh, yeah. We are not a cold weather away team. That's it's, been kind of replaced by Cincinnati now. I yeah, think on the schedule like that, or well, it was. So, and is this year? They played well, the last week of the season. Is this the last time? What do you mean? I think Cincinnati dips. Uh, I think that's like 2023. It, it, at least another year yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, the problem is right now, Troy, we also can't play in uh, good weather at home or pretty good weather in Charlotte. Well, it's got to be just the right conditions, Clip, so it can't be too warm, it can't be too cold, it can't be too cloudy or too sunny if we get it just right. What is this, it, the Three Bears? What was the was, uh, old children's? It was It was a little hot last weekend in their defense. I'm kind of expecting App State Part 2. Meaning? But it, but it being... Who's App State? <laughs> I'm going to say Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, okay, uh, I just want to clarify. But it being the speed of Marshall this time that is more of the issue. I'm worried about that. They have a lot of... I haven't even looked at their roster, so I'm just going to go off assumptions. Uh, a Doc Holiday team which he's no longer their coach, but he always has a ton of Florida guys yep. on the roster. Yep. A lot of yeah. speed. That at, has been their skill positions. Uh, they have a – it seems like every time we play them, they have a monster tight end. They have another one. Pass catching tight end. Um, experienced quarterback. Team speed worries me, though. That, that's, that's the one that I think can be the game changer. Kind of like I thought that strength was against App State. Parker asking, how many wins does Houston need to be back uh, next year? Uh, ECU is not in the fire coaching business right now. I don't right think now, so. I, I don't see that at all. I, I think even if they struggle this year, running a worst-case scenario, Houston's back next year. Now, they, if they go 1-11, and 11, could they find the money to fire Houston? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I just don't think he's going to get fired. I, I mean, year. I think he could go I mean, winless. it would almost have to go 0-12. <laughs> But and there to, and there to be problems, like yeah. there to be problems in the program. Yeah, but I I, I feel that's extremely unlikely. Yeah. I feel next year is almost a guarantee for him. Now next year could be a make or break year. He's got, I agree. I think he's got two years left on his contract. ECU's not in a position financially to be paying out uh, another huge coach's contract right now. With yep. The way the uh, situation is over there, I don't see that happening. Let me say that. And I know there's a lot of football to be played, but I, regardless of what happens this year, unless it's an absolute catastrophic failure uh i don't see i i don't see anything changing as far as to answer parker's question this is not something we're bringing up we're just answering a listener's question about uh the coaching situation i think mike houston is definitely here for next year i i just don't see the pro- the program going off the rails like that i, I, I don't just, either i think he I, has the program itself under control yeah to a certain you know a certain extent I, and if you look once again i mean they were a couple plays here and there ec's one-on-one right now he's not even asking that question Right. I mean, if you think well, about we, it, but I we're mean, basing it on reality. They're I, I, too. Right. I know. And, at, and look, in App State, I'm, once again, sometimes looking at too much sunshine, but a couple plays different there, it's a different ball game. That doesn't right. mean East Carolina was a guaranteed winner in that game, but it could have been a hell of a lot closer with a the, couple different plays. It's a play here and there. It is not the structure of the program failing. Right. I don't, I, it's, I it's, don't it's, see there's that. There's a different. I think you'd have to be there to look at yeah. any. Now you can, look, close to fire. People can debate schemes and do they like this type of offense or that type sure. of offense and this and that. But I, I think the discipline and the structure is absolutely there. And this was a total rebuild. Are we still in the rebuild phase? Yes. Is it taking longer than people had hoped? Probably so. But it, that's just how big of a 
rebuild maybe we're in. And you know what? It's not as easy as people think. And sometimes you see other schools like uh, Charlotte and you see um, what's the team down at Myrtle Beach? Uh, Coastal. Coastal and their top, you know, they make it look easy, but they're also, it's my understanding, they're, they're playing with a with, different set of rules. Right. And their conference with. is letting them take prop kids that yep. we used to be able to take. And honestly, once this mass exodus ha- happens with some of these teams from the American, and this is one of the things I want to talk to Michael Resco about, American needs to quit trying to keep up with the SECs of the world. We can't do it. We, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. So let's make hey, our rules. finally came on to the, the right Let's side make here. our rules no like power six. Conference USA. Like the, you know, the other conferences, let's accept these kids that need an opportunity to have an opportunity that, by the way, are some of the best football players we've ever had in this program. If you look back in the history and let's get, I'm not saying get out of the conference because of it. Let's make the conference change their rules. Hey, sure. the, 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 the landscape has changed, Michael Resco. You know, they, they've let, unfortunately, it didn't work. We tried to play by their rules. It didn't work. Our conference got rated. Let's change our rules to make our teams more competitive, just like these lesser conferences are more competitive than we are now because of those rules. You can't go by the old Big East academic rules in 2021. They were trying to be a totally different thing than Correct. we are today. So we, we've, to me, if we're really going to move this program forward, we got to get that rule changed. You got to get that little uh, bit uh, of just, uh, rebel huge. in you to go yeah. against the system that way. Yeah, we, we, if, if that's how it's going to be. Americans got to update their rules and, and adjust accordingly. I mean, you're correct in that Coastal and App and Charlotte all have advantages that we don't have. Correct. And yep. I know at least two of them also have indoor practice facilities. Yeah, so and that's I, another. I, I'm not going to blame that as the reason. It would be nice to have. But listen, I heard for years in basketball, all we need is an indoor practice facility. We could turn this thing around. We have one of the nicest indoor practice facilities in basketball in the country, for real, for the budget that we have. It is a very nice facility. They just redid the locker rooms in it. It is a great facility. I'm not talking about Minji's. I'm talking about the indoor practice facility. Has it made a tremendous difference in basketball? Uh, wins loss, absolutely not. Right. Same as it's always been. Right. So I'm not going to say we build an indoor football facility. That's the missing piece. I, I don't think that's it. Would it be nice to have? Yes, but I don't think that would make it's, that big of a difference. If you're listing off differences between us and another program, True. though, it definitely comes up. Yeah. You have to keep up with these other schools. It's not like we're doing it to have a luxury at East Carolina. We're doing it to catch up with everybody else in the world that has one it is at a this point. militaristic arms race, it if is. you will, of, of swag and free stuff. Clip, could you help Susan out, one of our listeners uh, or viewers on Facebook? She, could you take the shirt off? It's evidently uh, she can hardly pay attention because your yellow pineapple shirt is blinding her. Maybe you should be more of a radio listener, not a viewer. <laughs> Susan, we're going to need you to switch over to 92.7 FM or 104.1. Our shirt's staying. If you minimize your... Clip uh, Clip is not promising to take his shirt off, and that could be worse. I think if you minimize your computer screen, you can probably still hear the show. Yeah. So maybe... uh, You you uh, always have the streaming option on our mobile-friendly website, too, folks, PR927FM.com. You click Listen Live, and you can listen on your phone and do other things on your phone, too. My team won last night. It's Friday. It's free beer Friday. I'm feeling good. Great. We were talking off there. Congratulations on the the, uh, team formerly known as the Redskins victory. My goodness. Like I told you. Maybe that's the name they should go with. The Washington team formerly known as the Redskins. Well, you do like Prince and just have a symbol. The team formerly known as the Redskins. Well, the the symbol would be the R. I guess so. Uh, that's your symbol i doubt that would work with uh, what they're trying to do formerly known as either way don't really care i just know that the uh the giants are big yankee losers and that's all that matters today troy yeah on a friday they are. what a wild one last night we'll recap it at four o'clock with tony dunn 
uh let's see anything else before we get out of here troy d oh you tell me i i didn't bring an agenda today so i was just going to respond to whatever you wanted to talk about i like your bears sunday to beat the Bengals. <laughs> yeah they need a win bad so it's at home first season opener for at soldier field i'm still trying to sell tickets so i've still got two available if anybody wants to go two tickets two. I, got, I got them down to 114 bucks i still have no takers have on you it. tried standing on the sidewalk with a sign maybe somebody will ride by so i may have to dump these things into double digits to get them unloaded face, isn't it crazy though face said, value is 101 a piece yeah. which isn't that bad for nfl tickets uh the going rate's like 130 for the section i'm in i'm selling mine for like 117 or something you, yeah. might, you might have to come down to cost yeah during the andy dropping the closer you get the game right and well then, if they don't sell tonight i'm gonna drop them drastically tomorrow yeah. morning because then i'm within a 24-hour window so yeah i may go 99 bucks to somebody's get eyeballing those tickets you got troy and just waiting for you to, to drop it a little bit I, but i would have thought the season opener these things would be a hot commodity if they, they didn't would start justin fields last come week. out right now and uh, say fields is starting i double my yeah value. yeah you, yeah i know you bump them up i'm not gonna raise them fast enough someone would scoop them up real quick yep which is what they need to do. They just need to go ahead and throw that. Game It'll be there. soon. I know he's already getting snaps, but he, you know, probably by up. the bye week, definitely he's a starter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because speaking of the hot seat, the Bears coaches are on the hot seat. Matt Nagy ha- is the uh, has the best odds right now to be fired, the first coach fired. Uh, absolutely. Which so I mean, a- this it's a make or break season for him. All right, uh, Jay, we'll we'll leave it on this, Troy, and you can throw in uh, some teams maybe. But he says we need to add four schools: App State, Marshall, UAB, and UTSA. Uh, he says, then have an agreement or combine with Mountain West Conference to combine one twenty-four super conference that will guarantee the relevance of those schools. I don't know about UTSA. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people that like App. Seen a lot of people that like uh, UNC Charlotte because they are ODU even listed. Those are schools that East Carolina could drive to, you know. I would like, Southern Miss is probably far away, but I would like to see them on the schedule again if we're adding teams. They can go in the West. But I'm fine with App State, Marshall. um, Coastal. Coastal, I think, would be fun. Coastal would be fun for football and for baseball. Like that weekend down in Myrtle Beach, that three-game weekend in Myrtle Beach would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, at this point, that would be a really tough game. I mean, think about I know. it. They're, That's they're great at baseball. They're great at football. They'll probably beat us in basketball. It'd be a great series. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and an easy travel for us. It would be a fun road trip. Be a Outside fun, of baseball, yeah. you could put any school up there, and it would be a tough game for our football team and our basketball team. Yeah, now that's that where you, we are. Right now, now that you put it that way, Clip, I, that is that is the yeah. reality of our situation. Yeah, but I, the conference needs to do something quickly. I don't think they can just sit here and and, and I'm not saying Mike Resco isn't, but I'm not hearing crap about it other than media speculation. You know, they they need to go ahead and act. As far as I'm concerned, eat or be eaten at this point. Well, Little Wayne once said, "Real G's moving silence like lasagna," <laughs> and that could be what <laughs> my Damn man is doing. You're not getting that from Chandler Honeycutt. <laughs> yeah, well done, Glenn. Big G coming in strong. Big G. He's no silent G. Yeah. He uh he's heard. All right. Well, and I'm coming in like uh who was it? Oh boy. Y- uh he had the song Bounce Back. Remember that was, that? that was Lean Back. No, Bounce Back is the song. <laughs> it's the song for ECU this weekend. Bounce back. Bounce back. Yeah. It it's uh by Big Sean. Big Sean. That needs to be the theme song they play in the locker room tomorrow. Bounce back by Big Sean. Remember last night, last time we took an L, but tonight we bounce back. Oh yeah, okay. I yeah. didn't know the song That's until the song. you just said that. We took an L last week, but tonight we bounce back. 
and I'm talking ECU football over Marshall. Big Sean is our motivational leader for this weekend. That's where we are in this season. Coach, uh, you played uh, Big Sean this week. <laughs> Can you talk, talk a little bit about, bit about uh, uh, Big Sean and uh, how you bounce back like that? A little bit. Remember when he did, uh, see the one on Swagger Like Us with JC and Lil Wayne? All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. We do have so many damn rules on the online streaming. I know, stuff. we can play, play it right now. We'd play a song for you right now, and you'd love it. Sorry. Yeah. We'd lose our Google it yourself, people. entire building would crumble. Big Sean, bounce back. That's our theme song. All right, Mike Houston comments on the way next. We'll hear what he had to say about his team and Marshall leading up to kickoff. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate fans, are you craving a calzone? The Community Calzone is for you. Open seven days a week, plus they're open late on weekends until 4 a.m., and they deliver. For calzones, wings, salads, and more, make it Community Calzone on Greenville Boulevard, now open for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Um, got a uh, scoreboard update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, Shirley. And that would be? Uh, ECU Volleyball, a 3-0 sweep over Gardner-Webb just moments ago. Nice. They're having some sort of uh, tournament uh, going on. And uh, I will be there tonight, 7.30. In your Hawaiian shirt. I'm going to wear the Hawaiian shirt if it's too loud and distracting to the competitors and other people there. I do have a black polo that I can change into. So we'll see what happens. Uh, But they play Texas-Rio Grande Valley the vaqueros vaqueros that's gonna be tough to say texas rio grand valley vaqueros are playing the pirates tonight so well go go pirate what was that team that you kept calling wrong at the high school let's not bring that up again (laughs) i was gonna say it's not as difficult as that i did not think i'd make it out alive i kept calling uh kinston aiden grifton yep that's exactly what it was (laughs) (laughs) visually similar exactly and and it was like game five of the day and the previous pa announcer had his sheets there and i saw some team was named the chargers so i I was like green and gold in front of me i see the word chargers i said ed and griffin now ken uh glenn as you know people from kinston aren't the most understanding people in the world so they want to be difficult at times Oh, well, Especially when we feel besmirched. I was like, I know Glenn Griffin! I know Glenn Griffin! (laughs) The best part was, I was there when he did it. And the first time he did it, I went, oh no. Oh no. And then (laughs) the second time he did it, I was like, oh, 
I just started to kind of sink in my chair because I was like, oh, no, this is going to end so badly for Clip. And yeah. then, he, But uh, to his credit, he got back on the mic and he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then corrected I himself. I think I said, like, obviously, they are the Kinston Vikings. I, my apologies <laughs> to Kinston and the fine people. This was during the state playoffs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was a packed a house rabbit, rabbit because Formal Central was, well, not just that, but Formal Central was playing right after that, yes. I believe, because I was there, and I was there to see Formal Central play. This was on a Saturday, and then the following Saturday. Uh, the following Wednesday, Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID. Yep. The following Thursday, all, all the basketball tournament shut down. Yep. So it was not a good week. Not a wow. good week for the uh, for the Clipper. For me I just, or I t- for anyone. I did tell Clip that uh, he is trying to manifest beach volleyball that he can PA with his yeah, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of beachy in yeah. this right now today. I'm, I'm I'm thinking he's trying to to manifest so that ecu will create a beach volleyball team so like that it. he can do the pa and wear his shirt it's a little it's like a subliminal yeah message like a little subliminal mes- message yeah uh you know it goes great with the hawaiian shirt beer S- some brewskis how about free beer friday brought to you by bud light every day especially game day is better with an ice cold bud light you can pick up some today your favorite retailer uh proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 the official beer of the ecu pirates the official beer of the bud light pregame tailgate and the uh, free beer friday here at pirate radio today we have a 15 pack of 16 ounce bud light aluminum bottles a 12 pack of the limited edition bush light apple bush we have bud light koozies we have a shirt we have a large two topping pizza dominoes it can all be yours if you are the lucky caller in hour number three. All right, Shirley, uh, we hit some of Mike Houston yesterday. We didn't hit a whole heck of a lot of it. Let's hear his uh, opening comments from Wednesday, the last time we get a chance to hear from Mike Houston until after the game. Uh, here were his opening statements. All right, heavy lifting's done. You know, the heavy workload for the week is finished. So, um, you know, looking for a sharp Thursday, sharpen everything up kind of wrap everything up good walk through friday and get on the plane headed to huntington you know it's a great opportunity and a great challenge saturday night you know very good football team off to a good start okay our guys will be very motivated uh we expect to have a good ball game saturday night so looking forward to it kevin monroe uh joined us earlier in the week on tuesday he said hey great performance by the pirates defense last week but that's easy to do when you have a team that can't really throw the football South Carolina hit a couple of big plays in the passing game, but really they were were not good at that part of offense. So East Carolina kind of knew they were going to be one-dimensional, wanted to come in and run the football. The Pirates were able to stop that run for the most part, allowing just over 100 yards as a team for South Carolina. Uh, Mike Houston knows he's facing a tougher offense this week because they're more balanced. They can throw, they can run, and he talked about the difficulties uh, in facing a balanced offense like Marshall. Uh, I think the challenge is just you know, they've always been able to run the football. I mean, that's kind of been their M.O. But, uh, you know, the quarterback is a you know, very talented arm, very talented receivers. So, you know, they've uh, they've been very effective throwing the football. They've thrown the ball a lot on first down. Um, you know, it's going to be a challenge. You know, we're going to have to be very disciplined with our with our eyes. We're going to have to do a great job mixing up our coverages, try to give uh, give them different looks. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's something we're going to have to, you know, we'll have to – 
again, just like every week, you know, we want to play better every week. We're going to have to play better this week than we did last week. I mean, it's because you, you have a different challenge this week. Pirates uh, got pushed around against Appalachian State on the defensive side. Uh, they were doing the pushing on defense on Saturday against South Carolina. Mike Houston was asked if there's confidence from the, that side of the ball heading into this game. Well, I think yeah, I think definitely our guys have confidence in the way they played last week. I mean, we you know we faced a uh, a big offensive line and you know some very very talented backs. I mean, those backs have played well and played at a very high level in the Southeastern Conference. So. Um, it was a great challenge coming in, and you know they have very talented receivers. Um, so you know our kids on defense do have some confidence coming out of that game. But uh, just like every other game, I mean, last week doesn't matter. You know, it, what matters is what's right in front of you. And uh, you know this game for us is the biggest game of the year because it's, it's the only one we got this week. Bright spot on the offensive side for the Pirates: the return of Josiah Hatfield had a great freshman campaign uh, in 2019, where he bust on the scene was. Uh, invisible for a lot of 2020 just didn't uh, call his name a whole lot but has gotten off to a good start to the season and uh, Mike Houston talked about him growing as a receiver well I think Josiah's got a very high ceiling and uh, certainly he made a couple of big plays last week uh, made it made a few the week before uh, and we just, you know with him it's a, a challenge in this week is you know being more consistent and continue to string together solid performances so um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does Saturday night uh, Glenn, you asked a, a good question, I thought, about correcting mistakes. And that's easy to do in winter and spring ball and, and even fall camp day-to-day correcting things. But when you're in week, things go so fast. You only have a few uh, precious hours to practice. And uh, your question was about how do you, you fix those mistakes in season? I, I hope that it kind of got across us. That's what I was asking because it kind of it went quick there. I understood your question. Yeah. It's kind of tough to set it up the way you wanted it to, but right, it, it's a tough question to set up in a short format. Pirates have issues. How do you fix them when you only have a few practices before your next game? Was basically what you were getting at, right? Right. Uh, here's what Mike Houston said to that. Well, it, it depends on what you're talking about. So, um, you know, I think the, the the biggest issues are from an execution standpoint, and that's you know that's that's what we got to focus on, and we, and we got to look at you know why. You know, is it, are we asking the kids to do things that they can't physically do? Um, are we doing a good enough job coaching it up? Or, or is our focus, you know, not good enough during the week, uh, you know, from an execution standpoint of practice? Um, but, and you got to look at all factors. And, and maybe it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything. But uh, certainly, you know, I've, I've, I've challenged the coaches this week just to make, sh- make sure that we are not, you know, trying to do too much. Uh, to the point that uh, you know the kids are confused or you know they can't they can't handle something. All right, and uh, Glenn, you also asked this one, I believe. You talked about him being upset at the end of practice last week. Um, I'd like to kind of compare the vibe week to week, especially in that Wednesday press conference with the coordinators. I think that that one's interesting. You can kind of uh, I don't know if read the tea leaves is is the correct term, but you can kind of, and when they're coming, when people come right off the practice field, you can kind of see their satisfaction level with what happened. Well, you asked, uh, has it gone better this week? Has he had to uh, to snap at his players this week? Well, they didn't tick me off into practice this week, so that's you know that's the biggest the biggest difference. So, I mean, the kids they've had a great attitude, uh, and I've said it many times, you know, the kids handle. You know the tough losses probably better than the the staff does, and better than the fans do. You know they bounce back quicker, um, and and that's that's the great thing about coaching. As soon as soon as you're around the kids, 
you feel better, you know, because, you know, they've had a positive attitude. They've been energetic. Um, you know, it was a warm practice today. You know, we had temperatures in the 90s today for practice, and they came out there with, you know, a lot of energy. So, um, you know, I, they're excited to go play. Uh, you know, they're, they're hungry for a win. Um, so I know we're going to get good effort on Saturday night, and so we just got to get – I told them to end the practice. You know, we got to have the intensity and the effort, and we got to have better execution, you know, because that's, that's really the key. And it's all three phases. It's not one phase. It's all three phases because you could – you sit here Saturday, and I know, you know, everybody's an expert looking at, you know, why we didn't do this or that or the other, but I promise you I can find a play or multiple plays in every phase that if we do a better job of execution, we win the ball game. And that's, that's how close the game was. Um, and that's also how close we are, you know. So, uh, you know, that's that's really the thing. It's just, you know, making sure that we push ourselves to be, to be, you know, great in everything we do, and that's every single day. So and that's that's always kind of been our philosophy, and that's what we've really stressed to them this week. Head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston. There, uh, Shirley. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll hear some Donnie Kirkpatrick comments to wrap up the hour. More Pirate football talk on the way at four o'clock. We'll transition to the NFL. We'll recap what happened last night, recap what happened week one, and make some week two picks when Tony Dunn joins us at 4 o'clock. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Braun. All right, we'll wrap up hour number one with some more ECU football talk as part of our Bud Light ECU report here on Pirate Radio Live. We got a free beer Friday giveaway, some Bud Light and some Bushlight Apple coming up in hour number three. So stick around for that. But right now we'll hear from the ECU offensive coordinator, Donnie Kirkpatrick, the million-dollar question. How do the Pirates recapture the magic that we saw in the last week of the 2020 regular season when they took it to SMU? Donnie was asked that. Here's how it sounded. Well, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know if there's an answer to that question or not. Uh, we were really rolling that day. That's true. And you'd love to recapture that. I, I, I don't. I don't know. It, it's the same scheme. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same defense that we played the last two weeks. So you know, some of the plays are different because you have to attack the defense. Uh, but I think that day we just seemed to be relaxed, and we seemed to be very confident uh, on every side of the ball and in, in the kicking game as well. And I just think our kids had just decided to go out and have fun and play. We didn't talk a great deal about the end results. We talked about the process all week, and uh, they went out and had a good game. I think maybe, you know, uh, we've maybe emphasized winning maybe too much. I think everybody wants to win so badly right now that maybe that's just the process and it's weighing us down. 
we're just not playing good enough to beat good football teams. And we played a really good team week one. And I don't know how good a team South Carolina is overall. All I know is defensively they're pretty good. You know, and that's what we'd said. And they turned out to be every bit as good as we thought they would be. Maybe a little bit better, to be honest with you. Well, it's easy to be, I guess, relaxed and loose and have fun when there are no stakes in the game. And that was kind of the case other than just picking up that one win on Saturday. The Pirates weren't playing for a bowl or for a a conference title or anything like that. They were just playing their final game of 2020. Maybe there's been some added pressure on them this year uh because right now you're you're trying to get to the six wins you're trying to put together a, a good season uh i don't know get inside the top 25 win a conference whatever uh but now that the pirates have dropped two straight uh hopefully they can play a little looser and have fun if that was the reason why they were able to play so well against smu last week or last year i should say uh he also was asked about Holt Naylor's performance you know that day and and how he's looked so far this season and here's what he talked about well that has been the whole point of emphasis that you know play like that every week which i don't know if you can play like that every week or not some of that's circumstantial some of that's got to do with the defense a lot of that's got to do with the players around you as well again he was very close game one to to doing a pretty good pretty good game i mean like i say it's not a statistical game to the coaches i know it is to the world because that's how you can measure or whatever does it's just win the game or you don't win the game you know but you know game one he threw for right at 300 yards and, and he threw four touchdowns which the two they took back he earned those you know what i'm saying so you can't do anything about that uh now saturday we didn't get those opportunities he didn't there were some things he could have surely done better you know what i'm saying he'd be the first to say that i think he's already said that we got to help him a little bit we got to play better around him right now i think we get something going and then he, okay, he makes, a, he makes one bad throw. For example, the game started out, we score on the first play, everybody's good, okay. Uh, we get it back, two plays, don't, don't do a lot. We have a third down, we have a guy wide open, he does a great job, makes a check, he gets pressure, he steps up, makes a high throw. Now, the receiver didn't Robbie judge the ball very well, could have helped him a little bit. Sometimes, you know, those guys can, can help you out a little bit. Come out the next series, we pop a couple runs, we move it, we're already down there, kind of almost to the red zone. We throw a great route, unbelievable route. He hits it dead. He throws a dime. Kid drops the ball. So he's made one bad throw. Now the guy's dropped the ball the next time. That's a scoring opportunity. You know, it was just like that the whole game. Made a bad decision here. You know, will you pay for it because nobody's erasing those mistakes right now. So uh, when you're playing good people, you can't make those mistakes. But it's a typewriter effect. It's this guy. It's this guy. It's him. It's definitely him. Okay. But it's just, it's not just him. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody wants to – it'd be nice if you could just say, okay, we can just move that piece out, everything's good. If that was that easy, we'd already done that. Donnie Kirkpatrick there, uh, he gave his thoughts on Marshall's defense as well, a very stingy defense in 2020, and so far they've given up 17 points in two games in 2021. Here's what he had to say. Well, they're quick. They're very aggressive. Uh, they, they're a lot of movement. You know, it's a winning program. Again, we, you know, we, we, we've scheduled another team that's a Conference USA team that's in the playoff, you know, or their division championships. They were undefeated for about nine games last year. I know they faltered at the end. So they, they just play with a lot of confidence. They play like they know they're going to win. They play like that relaxed team that we were against SMU. Those teams are hard to beat. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a great atmosphere. I've been there many times. Uh, 
We played there when in Conference USA. I played there when I was at Appalachian State. We used to go up there and have great rivalry games with them. So it'll be a boisterous crowd. Uh, I think our kids will feed off that a little bit too. Uh, but we'll have to play well because they, they, I understand they're pretty good on offense, you know what I'm saying? And uh, they haven't been challenged in the first two games. You know, against Navy, you know, it wasn't much of a game. And we don't get much from that because that offense is not, you know, related to our offense very much. And then last week they weren't challenged very much either. So we're getting ready to see. But it looks like they're playing a lot of guys. Maybe they could because they had the lead. But, you know, that's a tougher team to beat when they got more depth too. All right, there's Donnie Kirkpatrick. We'll have more uh, from Donnie Kirkpatrick and also Blake Harrell later on in today's show. Mark uh, says, all I want to know is if Joe is calling this week after the game. You know what, Mark? Uh, don't know. We are all hoping to hear screaming Joe, high-pitched Joe, uh, once again. I don't know if y'all could tell, but Joe's a little uh, unpredictable. So there's <laughs> no telling what's going to happen if he's going to call or whatever. I don't know if he has a plan. He, he goes through life kind of on a you know on a whim. Just, just kind of find your way, Bubba. You know, he just whatever happens happens. <laughs> now, if ECU is playing defense and South Carolina um, has you know one side kind of loaded on offense and and our defense has one or two guys over there yeah, marshall you mean marshall i'm sorry who did i say south carolina, south carolina. and uh and it, it better not be some gap miss and on. it opens up seven damn gaps <laughs> i don't know if you saw the touchdown jd mckissick had last night the giants had their defense all on one side of the field and one lone defensive end over here with three washington offensive linemen and he just walked into yeah the i don't get untouched. i don't get it <laughs> I wonder if Joe saw that play and had like flashbacks and just went nuts watching it at his house. All right, let's uh, take a time out. We will come back. We will have more Pirate Radio Live NFL 4 o'clock. We do it every week with Tony Dunn. Right now he is laying on the couch in the lobby reading a book. He is the professor. We'll ask him about the Panthers week one win over the Jets. We'll talk week two. What do you think about the Saints? Are the Saints better than we anticipated? Or are they ready to come back down to earth this weekend? I have some thoughts on that myself. We'll talk about it when we return and make some week two picks on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping rv space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with wi-fi if you're by a lake be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water your next adventure is right around the corner for more information please visit ncstateparks.gov now let's head back in to prl here's clip Ron. all right hour two of pirate radio live here on a friday it's time to talk nfl for an hour on the show with Tony Dunn from CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We are inside the Winners Club, Tony. 1-0 and for the Panthers. 1-1 and for the team as we joined the winner's circle last night. 
with a wild 30 to 29 victory over the giants i i think this was a good game it was a close game and it came down to the final seconds so that it would be back-to-back thursday night games that were good competitive high-flying football games so we'll certainly take that um how much did you watch i watched all of it really yeah i stayed up to the end that's thank, right you weren't tweeting about it thank goodness uh tony look we all have takes i got lots to say and we you do yeah about what well number one i thought that uh i was worried about your health at one point because at only were, one point the Heine- i was i was like clip's gonna roll with heineke forever and then he comes out and throws a pick right after and i was like oh god this guy's dead to him i need to see the <laughs> My- <laughs> I, by the way i am team heineke like he is a gamer like when i say that like he's not i don't want to sign him to a 10-year deal today right he become our franchise quarterback but I can't root against – I can't say anything bad about Right, Taylor I mean, he makes the most of his opportunities, i yeah. tell you that. Um, but, no, you know the uh, like the win probability chart for those teams? <laughs> I guess it should be lose probability when it's the Washington and the Giants, but it had so many ups and downs. Uh, it was nuts. That last few minutes was crazy. Um, I want to tell you – the night games have been awesome, though. If Everyone you think about it, except uh, Bears-Rams has been a good game. You're right. I guess Raiders-Ravens was, right. was awesome. And maybe not good games, but entertaining. That's right. Let's put it that That's way, because I don't know if it's good football, what we saw in, <laughs> in lots of these cases. Uh, they have had some wild second halves. Like, Raiders and Ravens was kind of boring for a while. And in the fourth quarter, they just kept trading touchdowns. It got nuts in overtime. Last night, kind of similar. Like, I was watching the highlights earlier today, and there was like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I looked at it and said, wow, both teams still score twice. (laughs) It just went nuts at the end. Um, A quick take on you uh, that you've had over the years. Uh, Are you willing to admit that you're wrong about Graham Gano? No, not at all. He's still not a good kicker. I was still waiting for it to happen last night for him to miss one that mattered. But I've I'm still I got a I've I've got a position and my position is this is that ultimately this game doesn't matter in the scheme of football. <laughs> Wait. Right. So is you're saying like if this would have been for a playoff berth, uh, totally missed it. Well, he can't miss right now. Right. No, He's he got can't. A crazy 35 in a row. Going, and everything he kicked, there was no like like sometimes I'll lean my head to make the ball go, you know, outside the upright. It would my my head could do no difference tonight. He was drilling him. I did. I do think that they punted the ball one time where he could have kicked a fifty-two yarder, and I was worried. I was wondering why that was the case. If he's Mister Automatic, I'll take it because he was uh, he was drilling him last night. Heineke was great. I thought about you a lot, Tony. Heineke, uh, Heineke, Heineke, the hero. And uh, and fun to watch. And, and somebody kept pointing out, like, the Carolina Panthers have somehow infiltrated the entire NFL at this point. Like, all the Bills played for the— or, or, Were former Panthers. In some way, shape, or form. But you had Heineke, Bradbury, Rivera, Gano, Ron Rivera. Curtis Samuel on IR. <laughs> but the, the Bradbury pick. So Terry McLaurin is awesome, and I love him dearly. He's like a son to me, Tony. 11 catches last night, over 100 yards, had a touchdown. 
and apparently was getting the better of James Bradbury. James Bradbury, he's looked dead across the NFL as a good cornerback, correct? Yeah, yeah. He he had an up-and-down game last night. And he made a big play that really should have iced it. Just over two minutes left, you got the ball there, and you you, you get a first down or something, you score a touchdown. Go ahead and score a touchdown. Don't just settle for three. But the Giants are the Giants. They, I don't uh, know why so Washington was uh, – why they weren't running the ball then. No clue. Antonio Gibson had to start the drive a 10-yard run where he bowled over a safety. And it was like, here we go. Let's run Game this over. baby out. Next run, three yards. All right, I'll take that. Second and seven. Let's get four on the next play. No, the next play they come out – was it out of the two – it was after a timeout, after a Giants timeout because they're stopping the clock uh, because they have to, and they throw a pick. And what about the Giants calling three timeouts in a row, it felt like, and then still getting a delay a game? Or <laughs> it was a false start afterwards. They, I mean, what a mess. The Giants are an absolute disaster, man. Somebody said, just uh, think about how undisciplined they'd be if Joe Judge wasn't a stickler. I think he made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he probably made them run home to New York last night. Yeah, uh, they had Galladay yelling at Daniel Jones on the sideline, so... You can take the Beckham out of the Giants, but and you, then there's a <laughs> yeah, and Tony, and there's a story floating around right now that, and I don't know his first name, the Tony guy, Kadarius Tony. Something oh, like the that. receiver. Yeah, yeah he's rookie. upset, and he had words with Joe Judge last night. Uh he has. Let me make sure I get the stat. It's just right. not like playing at all. Yeah, let me make sure I have the stat right. I want to say Tony, he has uh, negative receiving yards on the year. <laughs> Which it's is like that. <laughs> it's so bad that if you Google it, it, <laughs> it shows much. his career stats. That's awesome. He it's has like neg- that, it's like that uh, Eli Manning when he had the zero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you watch the Manning? I watched Fest? it. Was it awesome? I loved it. I did too. And I, I, you had to talk to somebody that didn't like it to watch it. I came out of it liking those guys more than you know because you know I didn't know. I always thought they're kind of goofy, which they are. Eli is a lot. Like, he, I could hang. He seems like he'd be a cool guy. Eli won with. me over with that. Uh, would you rather have a helmet full of quarters or a helmet uh, filled with $10,000 in cash? It would, and it was Peyton's helmet. So he was saying that the quarters, you could put so many quarters <laughs> have, in it, you have more than, than $10,000. I didn't, I missed that. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, I was dying. Uh, so that was good. Uh, Terrible game last night. And if uh, Daniel Jones didn't rush for 95 yards, he would have been awful as well. He did start to get better as the as the game went on. And the one compliment I do have for Daniel Jones is, man, he will he will stand in there and take a hit and throw it downfield. He still has the guts to go downfield. Um, and he was working, you guys, at the back end of that game. Is he supposed to be a wide receiver? Who? Daniel Jones. Why? He's tall. He can uh, run fast. He can't throw great. He's like uh, the guy from the Saints. Uh, and who's that? The guy that's a quarterback that's really a tight end. Oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah. I guess what separates great quarterbacks from just like average NFL quarterbacks is maybe it's consistency because yeah. Jones put one in the bucket on the touchdown to Slayton. Was amazing. Beautiful throw. Other throws, he'd sail it 20 yards over the guy's head. He'd miss the guy. Like, 
I guess what really separates it, and and we saw, I saw Justin Herbert last week. That dude did not miss. He might have missed one throw right. the whole game. Whereas Jones missed several last night. Heineke missed a bunch last night, uh, and he had a great stat game. But it could have been even better. Who was the guy that dropped? They kept talking about the drop pass. Uh, it was either Sl- I think it was Slayton. It was Slayton. I don't consider that a drop. I mean, I, that, I they thought, acted like it was an easy catch. He was running as fast as he can. I mean, it was a low probability throw. I wouldn't call it a bad throw or a complete drop, but they just kept going on and on about Probably should have had it. I thought they overcompensated. I don't know if they're friends with Daniel Jones' family, but they would say this drop, this awful drop. Yes. And I'm right there with you, Tony. I was like, why are they... Acting like it was an easy catch. Like it just yeah. hit him in the hands and that he was just standing there. Again, it, you got to catch it in the NFL. Well, you got to find a way. catch it, but I mean, it was also... I mean, it was a difficult throw. I mean, a difficult play. He was getting hit when he threw. It was yeah. a long pass. It was a complete blown coverage. You got to connect there if you're New York. That would have iced the game, too. That was about at the 640 mark, I think. And that would have made it a two-score game at that point. When Heineke came out and threw that touchdown, who caught it in the was it Ricky tight end? Seals Jones? Oh my gosh! Random. It was like one of the most beautiful touchdowns you will see in the history of the world, and it, they put up a, two plays. They scored at yeah. that point. They were on pace to put up a hang a hundred in the last three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting a two play drive, uh, but that's uh, that's what happened. All right, uh, Steve says Barkley fantasy owners are pissed. That would be me. Yeah, he stinks. You want to trade him? Yes. Well, I work out a deal with. I'm him. already. Uh, I'm already moving on to next year. So everybody, I'm taking trades. What when, when we trade? What is our um, keeper rules? Uh, is it wherever they were drafted? Yeah, at, last or is year, it the fourth I, round. I made a mistake. I traded Justin Jefferson for Joe Mixon. My thought well, I was making a playoff push, and I would only get Mixon for the rest of that year. Sam has Jefferson now for multiple years because of his keeper status. Oh, so if you get him in a trade, you can't keep him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you get a guy, oh, oh, his okay. keeper status remains the same no matter right. what. Uh, real quick, uh, Susan says, teach Ehlers to stop overthrowing the ball. Are you speaking to one of us? Mm, don't, don't tell us to do that. I mean, we don't. I don't have anything to do with that. Uh, I would not be a good quarterback's coach. All right, Tony, uh, enough on Washington. They're 1-1. One one. Giants are 0-2. Life is good. Let's, uh, let's talk Panthers. I'll tell you what. We'll recap last week, then take a break, then get to picks. Uh, a few questions for you. A, thoughts on Darnold's debut? Very happy with it. Right? Okay. Is that um, Darnold came out and did he have did he throw up thirty five points? No, um, but he didn't make any uh, real tragic errors, uh, and that is the the kind of the knock on him is that he pushes and he forces the ball, and and he makes dumb decisions at time and a kind of a panic to get something done. I felt like everything was on time. Everything was like uh, he was making the right reads when something was there. He went for it. Uh, when it wasn't there, he went to Christian McCaffrey. So I thought he looked uh, confident, um, and I thought that he looked very capable at that point. And I didn't look like he's got the the cloud of New York just hanging on him. So I was very happy and encouraged by the performance. Now, I'm not saying uh, right away that he will be a success, but I think he can be at this point. And one of the things I'm, I'm very happy with this is with it comes to the Panthers – 
is that he um they were asked when we were talking about the vaccination stuff do you remember when they first came out with the vaccination protocols and the first thing they asked all players are you going to get vaccinated and then anytime a player said well you know i got to talk to my family and friends about it and make you know it's a serious decision both of these people were on our team were sam darnold and christian mccaffrey and immediately people started going what is there to talk about well, uh, one thing they did is that David Newton asked him, is like, don't you think being a good leader is taking these types of... And it, it just became about this leadership question. And Matt Rule comes out and says, we don't need Sam Darnold to be a leader right now. We need him to learn how to, yeah. to be our quarterback. Those offense make throws. Yeah. And I, and I like this attitude here because I think that Sam Darnold doesn't have to be the savior of the team. He could be a good, good part of the team. And he could be a positive contributor to our success. But it's not only sam darnold's shoulder that the franchise rests upon good defense christian mccaffrey good weapons unlike the situation he was like in in new york where the pressure the you know the whole franchise is a mess the whole city wants to win there everybody's looking at you to to fix it in a day and you know it was just probably too much on him so i think it's kind of a very relaxed environment where he can maybe grow and thrive into the player um, that people thought he was going to be. And interestingly, they're playing a team this week who has a quarterback that's in a similar situation, Jameis Winston, where the pressure, you know, is, and these guys get to kind of relax and just play football with good players and good coaches. <clears throat> um, so, yes, very encouraged by Darnold's debut. Uh, all right. Week one, Darnold debut, these new look Panthers. Let's see what they do on offense. Oh, they just give it to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Why not? It was working. Why not? Stick with what works. Um, 97 yards on the ground, 98 receiving or something. I might get those inverted. Ultimately, had a 200-yard game from scrimmage. He is unguardable in the passing game. Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, he's, he's great period. In fact, our offensive line was not that, uh, if anything, they were a little bit better in pass covers than they were in run blocking. And if we had an average running back back there, we would not have gotten those yards. He is able to make a lot out of nothing, make it look easy. Uh, He's sensational. And for all y'all people, the protectionists out there, I say give him the ball more. <laughs> 30, 30 touches? Not yeah, enough. Not enough. Only 30? That's it. Are you, and, because if you're going to play your best football and win games, you have to do that, right? I just think it's strange that we kind of, uh, we latch on to these discussions for, I think, for kind of subconscious psychological reasons. I just, and I brought this up and I to you guys earlier in the week. I know. Is that no one's in, in New Orleans is saying we got to protect Alvin Kamara? How do you know that? Because <laughs> I've Have you asked talked to everybody right, yeah. in New Orleans. And the reason I came in here and said give it more to Christian McCaffrey is because I asked the Saints guy this, and he said no. There's actually a, comp- uh, a contingent of Saints fans that say we don't give it to him enough, and I was like, these guys are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look, I get it, and and am I on a side? I would be on the side to keep giving Christian McCaffrey the ball. It could, you know, I guess if you give him 15 touches, he could still get hurt, but it's just got to wear you down. But again, if you want to win, you got to give him the ball. We don't say that about any other player in the league. I mean, Tony, you, you're All right. I we're mean, maybe doing I'm some being huge hyperbole. generalizations right, I am, right now. But I'm, I mean, tell me a running back where people say we got to really watch the, the miles on those tires. Well, nobody gets, well, the, a lot of the reason we're saying that is because nobody gets to the ball like Christian McCaffrey. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, Zeke used to get it that way. And look at what he is now. 
a complete shell of what he was. Yeah, I do think that, and look at the rushing attempts, because when you say 30 touches, is that if if that was 30 rushing attempts and then you're giving them and then you're putting them out in the flat another 20 times. And I think it was 21 and 9, but I'll look it up. So, you know, is that he is so deadly in those check down. You know, you get him in space, and I feel like um, – it's not the same. You know, we don't really think of wide receivers of them needing to be protected either. So I, I don't look at him as exclusively as a running back. I look at him as a player who has a versatility that um, that you need to use in these different capacities. It was 21-9, and nine, and another impressive stat, they all are, nine catches on nine targets. Every time they went to him, he yeah. caught the ball. I don't think that that's too – I mean, I don't f- feel that's an insane load. I do, I do think that the offense sometimes can get a little bit stale if you go exclusively Christian McCaffrey, right? But I think that the way they mixed him in at this point is the way that we should use him, and that is he should be a focal point of your offense. It would be silly for him not to be. But also he should be the greatest safety blanket in the history of football. Um, and going back, I wonder if we could go back and listen to – radio shows i wonder if people said that about marshall falk back then tomlinson interesting um did you it's never like you never have a safe feeling watching your football team but did you feel like pretty much from like 1 30 p.m on that the panthers were gonna win like it was like they dominated the game i felt like even though the score said they yeah. won by five. Now, sadly, I think that they started to feel that way. Yeah. And uh, and when they came out of the half in the third quarter, they came out um, a little in a haze, a little lackadaisical. And really, it wasn't all awful, but the, Jet, the Jets turned it on in the third quarter, and we turned it off. We looked like we were on the precipice of a blowout at 16 to nothing. And then this game finishes at 19-14. Some of that has to do with the lack of um, – confidence in the kicker who is no longer on the team right and i actually so you went from slide preseason to this dude week to one. santosa which i forgot his name and had to think about it while you did that uh-huh. segue and now i've got some other guy named zane zane, zane gonzalez insane um why do we not have verity i don't know hey look he hits a game winner tony you sell the insane shirts from c3 insane in the membrane yeah and you make some cash on it that is actually a fantastic idea one thought on zach wilson i don't know if he's gonna be good or not but that dude has a cannon he was flicking the wrist and throwing it 40 50 60 yards downfield he's amazing and the arm talent on him is sensational i tell you one thing though is that and it's a good segue to the next topic on the list right here is that our defense was able to notch six sacks against him as well as 10 hits some depending on what statistical analysis unit you use whether it be pro football focus or advanced whatever the amazon stats are the next gen stats yeah i saw one that he was pressured on 74 percent of his passing attempts which is insanity if he wasn't as mobile and sprightly and a sprightly young rookie who can run around and do all those off-platform throws. We could have had like 20 sacks in that game. They were all over him. This defense is exciting. You got to admit, though, that kid, he's got something. He's, he's a, Kyler he's a Murray-ish with yeah. his legs and his arm. And we, and not four foot eight. <laughs> he's a little bit taller. That's true. Yeah. All right, let's take a timeout. We will pick Saints, Panthers, and the rest of Week 2 NFL. I got Chandler's picks ready to go as well. We will do that when we return. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Jersey Mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. You can order in the store or online through the Jersey Mike's app. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. It is very difficult to pick winners in the NFL. It is damn near impossible to win gambling on the NFL. We're just trying to pick them straight up. And uh, Chandler and I had decent weeks, 9-5 and five last week. Tony with a 7-7 seven and seven mark week one. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting out at even right now. You know, trying to get a feel for these teams as as the season's going on. Uh, missed a couple, you know. I mean, we all were a, a little stunned by how bad the Packers were. Um, I think the Jaguars, not you know, I, we, we assumed Houston was going to be worse than they are. Well, trying to think, I of, had the Texans, and I was silly thinking there was going to be a bad team like the Giants that were going to win. <laughs> that was your that was one pick me. on an island yeah. that did not go well. Uh, surprisingly, Chandler rode with me with the Raiders, and, and that you guys should—the Raiders shouldn't have won that game. Well, neither should the Ravens. Should have been a tie. Lamar lost that game. Had a bad, bad fumble late. Two of them. All right, I have a—I um, don't know, Tony. I love the Panthers this weekend, uh, and it's mostly due to how good the Saints were last week. I feel a major regression coming from. Why the weren't you taking this position the other day when Amali M- was up here? I just felt like I you did. were letting him walk all over. You guys just let him walk hey, don't, all over the you, Did you listen to it? I was the one was arguing listening. with him. Yeah. What are you talking about? You weren't arguing this hard. You're arguing harder with me now than you are arguing with him. Because you're telling me I did something that I didn't do. <laughs> I was the one saying I love the Panthers. You loved them? I didn't hear those words. You know why? Because you're a person, and a lot of people do this. They hear what they want to hear. Is that right? Yes. I'll tell you one thing is that I ain't calling them first no more. <laughs> <laughs> Molly has uh, pissed off the entire C3 nation. Uh, I love the Panthers this week. You as I said earlier in the week when Molly was here, because uh, they're home. All right. I love them against the spread. Three point dogs. This will be a division game, tight game, but I'm picking them outright to win. I, and I'll ask you first, though do you think uh, the Saints are better than we anticipated? Or was that? I think that was kind of a fluky game against the Packers. They are better than I anticipated because I am kind of on this. I've been waiting for them to hit that cliff where they fall off. Right is where we find a regression in that team. And since two thousand three, yeah. whenever Breeze got there, <laughs> exactly. So I've been kind of just waiting for it and kind of betting on it in week one each season. So I, they came out, and it turns out their defense is not old as fast as I thought it was going to be. Um, and Jameis Winston, you know, was put in a good position. But if you go and watch that game, the story is not about the Saints being great. Now, I don't want to take a, a lot away from them either because that, that would be unfair for a team that just routed their opponent. Jameis um, had 150 yards pass, and he was very not. He played a great game in a way is that he did. He played a non-Jameis game. Yes, exactly. But he also was put in a fantastic position, you know, is that the turnovers. I think that story was about how bad the Packers played in that game more than how great the Saints were. And so that's why I I think that the Panthers have a real opportunity here. And then you add in some other factors. 
number one, there's like all these coaches that are out with COVID. Um, and they are, you want to talk about an injury ridden team right now, real team. Marcus Davenport goes down in that game. He's going to miss this week. Lattimore is out. He, he broke his finger signing that $100 million contract. Um, they don't have any receivers at this point. Michael Thomas uh, um, is still out. Now, I, li- I like the fact that these young guys were able to – they got in there, and when their number was called, they played well. I'll give them that. Uh, their offensive line is very good. And so the the Panthers' defensive line is also very good. So we'll see how that, that adds up. But, man, I don't know if Jameis is just going to be sitting there and doing what he was able to do against the Packers. I thought the Packers were bad on all parts of the ball, and not just Aaron Rodgers just chunking it up late. The game was not that far apart in the first half. Right? It was like a 13-3 to game or something to that effect. And then it just started to go ugly later on as Rodgers started to try to make something happen too quickly. But the Saints, uh, they won. They won decisively. But the Packers, ugh, what a mess they were. I, I thought it. you could feel bad vibes through the TV. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's possible. Like, you could Aaron feel Rodgers like exudes good. bad vibes. You know, but it, it was it hit the his, whole team though. Like, it, it, like Tony said, it was in all aspects yeah. of the game that they were not hitting it. I go back to what Brandon uh, Walker said on Pick Central. He was talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers, and they they were saying how miserable he is. And somebody said, uh, well, "I don't know if he's miserable. He's just he just hates his day job, like all of us. Like on the weekends, we're fun, we're happy go lucky. But every time he pulls up to Lambeau Field and parks the car, he's like, "Oh crap, got to go do this again." He's happy about his side gig. Yeah, he, he, he likes, likes Jeffrey. He stuff. likes the side gig. He likes his uh, his life away from football. He says, but when he puts on the, the suit, he's he, he says he loves football though. In his interview and and things like that, he says that the reason he's he said he would be content with retiring because of his accomplishments, but he loves to play football. He did say that, which. I understand what you guys are saying too. It sure yeah. doesn't look like it. You sure don't act like I mean, it. Man, he looks like he could pull an like Andrew Luck. His new hair, is, and I don't want to a dog and people with long hair either. Since I got, I got some too. His hair say it looks like Gordon Gecko from. Isn't that his name from the Wall Street movie? That's a little too ba- tool baggy. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. When he's got the facial hair and the old man long hair pull back, he looks like if Dave Grohl got kind of strung out. <laughs> Like, he did he's a, a west wing not west wing but a west world character <laughs> throw it back like he looks like he kind of looks westernish maybe. are you taking the panthers yes i think this is going to be a, a yeah. low scoring game and i love the panthers to win this game as i've stated multiple days this week tony love with multiple guests you said something about the um saints defense maybe not getting as old fast as you thought i heard that comment with the bears quite a bit as they were chasing around the high-flying Rams the other night. I like the Bears to bounce back this week. The Bengals, man, I didn't watch the game on Sunday. I went back and watched the highlights. How fun are they on offense with Burrow, Chase the rookie, Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon? Like, that is a fun offense. I, I just think the Bears bounce back. They win week two at home. I'm going to pick the Bengals here, and I don't have a real good reason other because I did not watch the Bengals game, right, is that they came out and stunned me a little bit in their performance. But um, I, I I don't want to pick the Bears because I'm hoping that they're not as bad as they are. And now I think they are. I don't I think their defense bad, is good yeah. at this point. Like, they were getting scored on at will. 
until until they put Justin Fields in, this team is not going to be anything. We talk about vibes, right? Yeah, bad vibe with it, with Andy Dalton in there. People want else elsewise with Justin Fields. Defense looks old. Yeah. You've got a young, exciting team that kind of seems like maybe they figured a few things out in the Bengals. Not nah. figured it out. That's the wrong term. We're not ready to live in a world where the Bengals are two and a. You guys are looking too deep into this. Okay. Which is crazy because the Bears are ultimately just as bad and have been just as bad. <laughs> that is, true. they don't have the upside. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Chandler is also taking the Bengals here. He took the Panthers as well. I should mention Texans and Browns. We're all going to take the Browns here. Yeah, and I, um, the Browns, man. Um, what about Odell Beckham Jr. being in a non-story? Right? Is that he's hurt and nobody even cares? Yeah. You know, it's like it doesn't matter. He's a rep. He's like Cam Newton. It's just a figment of the past. Uh, and maybe he'll play this week. I don't know. They don't need him to beat the Texans, though. Rams and Colts. I, I'm having some trouble here because I love the Rams, and I think they are good. I think they're one of the top teams in the NFC. I think the Colts are better than an 0-2 football team. I want to take them at home. So I'm very torn on this game. What, where, what side are you on? Tony? I'm going with the Rams here. Is yeah. that I, I don't think the Colts are a bad team, um, but I think they're gonna they've run into two very good teams in week one and two. Is um, last I week think the Rams I, could run run for a while. I agree. And you saw that they gave up some. The Colts gave up some big plays last week, and um, Stafford looks rejuvenate you know i mean it looks like he a, looks like oh, he's, he's in prove it mode yeah yeah and, and now sean mcveigh's in a place where he's trying trying to show you that he was being held back to a certain right. degree Stafford's saying like a, a, the whole organization held me back i'm actually like really good that you just guys just didn't know it i was in detroit yeah and one player who has not gotten old and won't ever get old is aaron donald, donald. yeah <laughs> ah boy cooper they just they look really good I'm Why gonna, do you think the coach? I mean, again, is this, this, this kind of like the, the Bears? NFL. Okay, like that's my only argument. Like things happen that that don't make sense, and teams don't stay good and stay bad. Everything goes back to the middle. I just don't okay. think the Rams have bad pieces. <laughs> like, there's nothing to get. Like, I know that's why. That's why I'm. I mean, let them do it. Let's move to the next game before he changes his uh, mind. I'll take the Rams. No, you said the Colts. Bills at Dolphins. Here we go again. Now, here we go. I again. don't know what to think about the Bills right now. They're, they they're fine. So I'll take the underwhelmed Bills. by that per, that first game. They're, they're going to bounce back. Yeah, they're fine. Well, Glenn has to say that because he has all his chips on the Josh Allen table. All so right, I'll go Bills with If they're you. not fine, Glenn's in trouble. Dolphins are a team, though, that's just going to body blow teams all season long. They're sneaky. They're going to play and win ugly football It's just like going to be boring. Yep. Nothing special to it. Nobody's 2017. Gonna, nobody's going to be great. Not one player is going to stand out on the team. And uh, th that their defense is going to make some plays. Uh, the Bills, I hope they bounce back uh, because it would be very Panther-esque for them you know to have such a great season the year before like we did in 2015 and then 2016 things fall apart yeah so that, we maybe crowned them too early i just don't think that's the case i think they they bounce back. yeah i worry about them being old on defense though offense ain't old no uh we'll see if they can score i'm more concerned offense. about the offense really? chandler yeah. chandler's taking the uh the bills as well patriots and jets i like the jets to be kind of feisty in this one yeah um kind of want to take him to win but i'll take the patriots i'll be safe 
I'm not taking them for the win. The Jets' offensive line is very, very bad. I will give you um, But, you know, they weren't horrendous in the way that they played. They, they lost uh, a key member of that O-line, too. Mekhi Becton? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the Patriots, you know, they looked okay. You know, it was funny how quickly people were coming out and saying, oh, well, Mac Jones doesn't have any weapons. You're like, what do you mean? You went and spent more money than anybody in free agency. Yeah, but he I don't, a lot he don't have the cool guns. He's got, like, I mean, they still shoot bullets when they're They not shoot as... bullets. <laughs> um, it's like Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. It's not like they went we're out. We're not and... falling into this dongle conversation again from hour number one. Good Lord. How's your dongle? I, why can't you guys get is there not a cast button on everybody's phone does that not work you got to understand who we're dealing okay. with Sorry. at times um i'm picking the patriots here is um but i i'm i'm on record as saying this is i think josh mcdaniels is one of the most overrated coaches in the nfl all right i like that take and i like that chandler has uh <laughs> i can't all right what time is it it's for kids out of school He's got a big swinging dongle. He is taking the Jets in this game, Tony Dunn. Uh, sure, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll pick the rest of the games. Let's see. What's the best matchup uh, here we got left? Cowboys-Chargers are really That's good That's going to be a good game. I think I'm interested to hear your take on Titans. Seahawks, Chiefs, Ravens also well, coming night. up. Sunday night is Chiefs-Ravens. I like it. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, we will take a timeout, come back, make some more picks with Tony Dunn, Big Dog, Shirley Rhodes all here. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your AC needs repairing or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or give them a call at 252-321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you, making some picks here. Week two of the NFL season. And we are on a good game here. That I, I The game I was most clueless about, I said it to an Eagles fan as I was walking into tiebreakers Sunday, was Eagles-Falcons. Who's good? Who's bad? Are they both bad? They're probably not both good. Eagles dominated. Jalen Hurts looked great. Uh, the rookie uh, Heisman Trophy winner Smith caught a touchdown, and they rolled the Atlanta Falcons. What happens when the 49ers come to town to take on the Eagles? You tell me, Tony. I think the 49ers win this game. Okay. Did you happen to see their game with the Lions and what happened at the end? A meltdown. 41 to 17 with two minutes left. And somehow the Lions had a chance to tie it. How is this even possible? <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. It was the touchdown onside, touchdown, and then the Niners fumbled to give them a chance. And it was crazy at the end. I think the Eagles' offensive line is much improved this year. And that was a big problem last year. And, you know, the Falcons are really bad. 
It's so hard for me to gauge after week one who's you know who's real and who's a pretender. I know so, that's just, that's why I love it. I mean, the 49ers could even be pretenders at this moment, for all I know. I'm still kind of just going off the recent three year history right. of Kyle Shanahan's success there, um, and the struggles that the Eagles have had. And I don't know very much about their coaching staff and Hurts if he's going to work out. I did go ahead and put Dallas Goder back in my lineup. Um, I was um, one story about him not being like in good shape in camp had been planted in my mind, and I was like, I can't start him, and I kept him for a reason. His fat ass can't even run in camp. <laughs> I know, and so and then he came out and had he, he he had 15 points. He would I would have been a winner. Yeah. Well, now he's going to sting this week. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yep. Because he's, he's tired because yeah. he's out of shape. He, week one. He still busted recovering. his tail week one. And yeah. <laughs> Chandler and I are taking the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Raiders at Steelers. I called the Raiders Monday night, and I'm going to call the Steelers this week. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Steelers here. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not rooting for the Steelers this year. I don't know why they have irritated me to this degree. Maybe it's still that hit from on Cam Newton's shoulder that I'm still struggling with. The Raiders, the what a mess that was. If you if they don't have Waller, yeah, they don't have a team. Like I mean, it was a disaster on every. And this is another team that took a timeout and then still got to delay a game. I don't understand how you take a timeout because the clock's coming down, and then you go talk about it, and you come over, and you still don't know what's going on. Teams that have a false start at the one and then throw an interception off a guy's helmet shouldn't win in the NFL. <laughs> right. But that happened Monday night. And congrats to Zay Jones. That's, yeah, props to Zay Jones. With the uh, the clincher there. Uh, Chandler will be on an island and take the Raiders on the road in Pittsburgh. Wow. All right. Broncos at Jaguars. Um, I will take Teddy Two Gloves and Denver. Still don't know how good they are. But that was an impressive win for them on the road week one at New York. I agree. I mean, as look, as I'm going to give Teddy Bridgewater props. He played one of the better games I've seen him play. Pushed the ball downfield more there than he ever did when he was in Carolina. Did they run a two-minute drill? I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I don't think they had to. Okay. Um, you know, he played pretty well, and he did exactly what you want him to do, which is throw 77% completion rate, no turnovers. Um, you know, and he, he gave them a shot to win. He... He was better than I thought he would be. But I tell you this, is the Giants are bad, folks. They are so terrible. Um, But it turns out the Jaguars are really bad as well. I'm going to take the Broncos on the road here because, um, gosh, man, the Jaguars could win this. They might come out and stun. You want to take a surprise pick? No. Okay. It is so funny hearing. uh, Not yet. Sometimes, Tony, the things you say get into my brain and form an opinion that I have, and then I'll go elsewhere, and they'll have an entirely different opinion. And I'm speaking on Teddy Bridgewater here because you can't stand him. He stinks. He's nothing. And then I listen to these, like, gambling shows and everything. It's like all Teddy Bridgewater does is cover games. Now, I don't know if that's true from this Panthers days last year, but they're going back to when he played with the Saints and won all those games. So, like – Covering doesn't mean winning, though. That is true. And, and again, I don't know how much covering he actually did last year. I guess the Panthers did lose some close games, so maybe yeah. they did cover those. Yeah. So he is a uh, he's still a covering machine that gamblers love. They love okay. Teddy Bridgewater. And then I come here on Fridays and, you know, hear all the hate. So 
anyway folks football is a dangerous game so is driving vikings defensive end everson griffin is in concussion protocol and has nothing to do with the football field the story says he swerved and to miss a deer and uh, got in a car accident and is in concussion protocol that is nuts you, scary your job requires you to get your head banged and you you get the, an injury on crash the way into a tree trying to avoid job. a deer yeah so mm-hmm. Fear you know, I always what gets you, know, you don't know how you're going to handle those situations when you're in them because there's so reaction. You know, it's just like your instinct. But it does seem like sometimes just plowing the animal is the better decision. It is. My mom uh, was in the hospital when I was a kid because she swerved to miss a cat and like ended up in a barn on the side <laughs> of the road. Um, I uh, remember uh, Tony, my girlfriend back in high school. Jennifer lived out in the boondocks in the grounds of yeah. whatever area. Uh, I was about a road or two from her house, drilled a deer, like didn't have time to swerve because it just ran out. And it was like a huge noise and sound, and it did a lot of damage, and it was so tiny. Like, it's amazing yeah. oh. what those tiny ones can do. The big ones I don't even want to think about. And every car accident is a disaster, right? So every time you back into something, you get out, and you're like, oh, I didn't hit it that hard. You <laughs> get out your whole car. So that is true. Like, oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, Cardinals... This is a big game for them because they're trying to prove to themselves, to Kingsbury, to Tony Dunn, to myself, yeah, that, that they are legit. as good as they looked week one. Uh, I'm going with the Cardinals here, and they just have a lot of weapons. They got a lot of them. They're a pretty good team. Is it uh, Simmons, Isaiah Simmons? He's starting to play well on defense. Yeah. Um, and the Vikings are the Vi- – we. We're gonna. I don't think the Vikings are gonna be good or terrible this year. They might just be ho hum. What I'm, makes you want to take the Vikings here uh, on the road? Once again, it's the NFL. Yeah, bounce back. I think they're okay. You want to talk about weapons? Dalvin Cook, one of the best backs in the game. Yeah. Jefferson, Thielen. They were moving up and down the field last Thielen's week. Thielen's old. All right, still caught a touchdown. Still a good player. I'm taking the Vikings. This is just wow. one of those doesn't make sense, so I'm going to take it, picks. Chandler is taking the Cardinals. Falcons at Bucks. We're all on the Bucks here. Yep. No need to talk about this. How many wins uh, Falcons this year, Tony? Five, four? Are they yeah, that bad? I think they're four. Yeah. Cowboys at Chargers is a great game. Man, the Cowboys look so much better than I expected last, in their opener. Um, on both sides of the ball, honestly. I didn't get to watch your game, the the Chargers game, and you have been just raving about Justin Herbert. How you've was been char- a Herbert guy, uh, right? How was their defense, the Chargers defense? Did it look good. Yeah, pretty good. We, I'm very, I'm glad to see our offense opened up last night. I feel like we were a lot more conservative uh, in that first week. Also, Antonio Gibson had a awful fumble at our own three yard line that allowed them to walk into the end zone for a touchdown. So. Their defense played pretty good. The Cowboys are going to score on them. Right. If that's what you're asking. Cowboys are going to score. I think the Chargers are going to score too. Who's going to score the most? I'm going to say this is just like the Cardinals. Are the Chargers as good as they look week one? I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say they beat the Cowboys. I'm going to roll with you here just because I don't like to pick the Cowboys. All right. I can always get down with that. Chandler says, how about them Cowboys? He's taking Dallas. This will be a fun game. Yeah. Four o'clock window. Titans, Seahawks. I'm going to make a dumb pick here. And by the way, I tried to say this last week. 
we are back to now last year the titans were pretty good right at least the first half of the year and it was easy to pick their games we're back to me not knowing what to pick with the titans and everything i pick being wrong so i'm gonna pick them to win this week just like i did last week and they are destined to lose i think i'm gonna roll with you here I'm going to roll with the Titans. They can't be as bad as they looked last week (sighs) on offense. They can't on defense. But, you know, it's going to come to the offensive line is that, man, when you got your Taylor Wan coming out and, like, apologizing afterwards for how terrible he was, I mean, they were just getting smoked. Chandler Jones is – if the Panthers are on pace to have 106 sacks this season because they're 17 games, Chandler Jones is on pace (laughs) to have, like, 98. I mean, it's Five sacks in one game is uh, pretty incredible. And he's not even in shape. That's what Kyler Murray said. He Him said and Dallas t- Goddard are eating ice cream. <laughs> and just eating up, they're eating up the NFL, too. Um, I'm picking this not because I truly believe it, because I think the Seahawks are going to be good. I mean, they're always good with Russell Wilson. Well, that's what I was thinking with the Rams like, and the Colts. But I, I'm I just like kind of wanting it to I happen. feel like I'm being hypocritical because I think the Rams are like NFC championship, yeah. but I think they might lose this week. But anyway, so you're taking I'm the, gonna Titans. Take the Titans. I'm going to the Titans. Uh, I think Chandler's on the Seahawks. Okay. Chiefs at Ravens. I'm going Chiefs. And I know that the look, the Ravens aren't as bad as they were against um Las Vegas. They're not. And Lamar's not gonna he and I'm I wanna get go ahead and put this out here too, is this whole it's a it's weak, it's sloppy, and it's lazy to just keep saying he's a terrible passer. Because he, yes, does he run the ball sensationally? But he, he's not throwing picks everywhere. He's not making terrible throws. I thought he looked just fine. I thought the fact that he just refused to want to quit on a couple of plays that led to some fumbles were the problem there. Well, And penalties and their defense was it just allowed a couple of big-time chunk plays that they didn't need to. Um, I don't really put that on Lamar not being able to pass the ball at all. Give me... The Chiefs, though, because they can't lose. Um, Except for in the Super Bowl. So, Lamar Jackson went to the Manning Passing Academy. So, Peyton and Eli. For another thing I loved about that, it was kind of unique. They're not homer broadcasters. So, they're not rooting for any team. They're not rooting against any team. They're rooting for the quarterbacks. They were like, come on, Derek, let's go. <laughs> Lamar, that's how you do it. So, I, I thought that was kind of cool. It was kind of different. I kind of... I, it would be stupid for me to say I disagree with Peyton Manning on Lamar Jackson because he knows way more about it than I do. But he said no, he's a pocket passer that just happens to have an incredible amount of speed. I don't know if I totally buy into that. Yeah, I, I think his one. best passes, that one in the end zone, was it the Watkins or Hollywood, where he like steps up in the pocket, does this weird back step, side step, runs tall. I mean, it was just amazing. It was like a video game. But, like you said, he can also cost you a game uh, with the fumbles yeah. and with picks. We didn't see the picks the other night. I love uh, I love Peyton Manning. Anytime he ran, it was just like this super jealous, like, uh, <laughs> fake camera. He's like, I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. Ugh, running. That sounds so cool. I feel like as a football watcher, I should pick the Ravens here. The other thing that was crazy is to hear that Peyton Manning had never played not one snap in his entire life at a position that was not quarterback. Like, not even in flag football. He said this. <laughs> because all these he, guys... He never, hold a, he never held a snap. He, ne- he was bred 
to be a quarterback and a quarterback only. Archie would come out there and he'd be like, my son ain't holding that. Middle school football. Like, all right, Peyton, we're going to have you a QB and a linebacker. Uh, nope. No, no, sir. Go take a seat, son. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, he was QB1 from birth. Um, the Chiefs is like the easiest bet. Bet it down to three. Just win. But everybody in the world is doing that. Right. I'm going to reluctantly take the Ravens here okay. to win this game. I hate it already. That's probably why it's a good pick. I understand. Lines at Packers were all going Packers, but... Wow, how about that? By how much? I like it. First, you're right. Of course. I am going to pick the Packers. They're going to bounce back. If you want to talk about a team that's going to bounce back, they're not going to look as bad as they did. Blowout? I need to go back and watch that San Francisco game. Yes. Like, I need to find out what happened. (laughs) It was amazing. Uh, I went, because I didn't see it. I had, like, two hours later, saw the score... And saw some tweets about, wow, the Niners hung on. And I'm like, oh, are they being sarcastic? Uh, no, like, it was insane. It was like the Temple, Oklahoma game where Temple didn't Temple come back against uh, in week one of Tulane. Thank you. A T team. <laughs> Temple in Oklahoma. Tulane. <laughs> Tony, we're done. We're done. Uh, C3 post game show. Yes, 4 30. You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, uh, C3 podcast on Tuesday nights, as well as um, we got uh, interviews with beat writers from each team and like bonus interviews on Wednesday nights. This week is um, Riot Report, Josh Klein. Next week is Nick Carboni. So we got some cool guests coming on, um, doing a lot of extra stuff right now that uh, just to keep the content rolling. All right, we will take a uh, timeout. Out of context, that looks really weird. Uh, The ECU game, by the way, is uh, going to be on Facebook coming up on uh, Saturday. Did you have something, Charlotte? No. We're just taking a break. Tony, enjoyed it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks to your Panthers. I got them winning against the Saints coming up. We will be back with you hour three. We got Morgan Aylers. We got Brian North. We got a huge Free Beer Friday giveaway. And more on our Bud Light EC report as well. We roll on on a Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it uh, successful. And that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank & Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Their team of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank & Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live, hour number three here on a free beer Friday. We'll make you a winner coming up in just a moment. Got Brian North coming up later and got the chuckling Morgan Aylers here. What are you laughing at, Morgan? Oh, man, you got your your red skin hat on. You got your red skin pineapple shirt on. Yeah. And And life is great. Last night, I'm playing in Washington, and for for some reason we couldn't get the NFL Network, so I I pulled up Game Tracker. Okay, I'm trying. I'm doing the fantasy football thing this year. Keeping I, up with your guys. Yeah, and I pulled up Game Tracker, and then 
watch the game go back and forth and Okay, I got Saquon Barkley from the Giants, Ugh. and then I've got uh, what's his name, the, the wide receiver for Redskins, McLaurin. Hopefully, Terry McLaurin. I got him. A good call. I had like twenty-eight points last night. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do. Then I pull up Twitter late in the game, mm-hmm. and for those of you that are under the age, I'm gonna say sixteen. Delete clip. Sure. Okay, delete. It's, really, everybody should. This is the deli- this is adult content Twitter. Okay, Some but it, harsh you, language. you are hilarious. hilarious. I'm sitting there just laughing. I literally read one of your tweets, and somebody came up and wanted to do some karaoke songs, <laughs> and I just busted out laughing. I thought I was laughing at them. <laughs> <laughs> I, what well, did you have you seen the highlights? Do you know what went down last night? It was, I guess, yeah. it was a great game. It was also a maddening game. Well, I couldn't even enjoy it hardly. If you're if you're Washington, why are you throwing the football? I have no clue. I mean, I. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I mean, I even I, I, I had to read what was happening. Interception. I'm like, why are you throwing the ball? Antonio Gibson didn't have a great game, but he's getting three, four, five yards of carry. He could have carried a, the ball to another first down, ran some clock. They throw it, pick. Then the Giants go into basically take a knee mode. Why are they throwing the football? <laughs> Two minutes and one second to go right before the – Oh, they, yeah, yeah. And they throw the football. Saves us a timeout. You're right. Yeah, that was a dumb that was a play, huge, too. That was a huge play in the game. You're right. A lot of dumb plays, a lot of great plays. It ends with a Washington A lot victory. of awesome tweets. Follow clip on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wouldn't suggest that. I'm just having fun. I'm trying to laugh through the pain, Morgan Aylers. Yeah, you were in pain for a lot of that game. Pain. Pain. I'm talking about pain. As Mr. T would say. I haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, Panthers win. We, we'll stick to NFL uh, before sure. we go on to ECU in high school. Panthers win week one. That was a, an ugly one, Morgan, but a win is a win. And maybe that's how the Panthers are going to have to win games this year. Got got a good defensive performance and got enough. From, <laughs> they went to McCaffrey 30 times, I believe, 30 touches in that game. So uh, that's How many like, points did he end up with last week? I, I don't know. I know he had 20. I know he had 30 combined care, uh, touches yeah, in the game. That's crazy. So they were going to him a lot. They got the Saints this week. Jameis coming off. He got LASIK. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. That should be a good one coming up Sunday. Yeah, it depends on how many of their their players come out of the COVID protocol or they're going to be able to play. So they had – I saw one player, but then again with the contact tracing and stuff, I don't know what that means. So that's a good point. I'm not sure of the NFL protocols. The only thing I I am aware of is that if you're in – if you you have COVID, you have to test negative two times to be out of COVID protocol. So hopefully they'll be able to play. That should be a good game, though. You know, the Panthers, their defense is is really shaping up to be good, pretty good. I think their offense is going to be serviceable. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it'll, I think it'll, I think it'll get better as the year goes on. Once Darnold gets a little comfortable and uh, some of these other weapons, because you know teams are going to have to really start, you know, basically bird dogging, doing the the you know boxing one on uh, McCaffrey. Have somebody on I mean, the, whole, the whole game. You have to. I mean, but you know, with him. He's in the backfield. He's at wide out. He's in the slot. He's in motion. So he's he's very tough, and he's so fast when he gets the football. This kind of goes back to uh, an ECU conversation we've had this week about Holt Nailers. That the best Holt Nailers is probably the Holt Nailers that's running the football and throwing the football, making plays with his legs. And I'll get back to that in a moment. But with McCaffrey, you don't want to overextend him. But if you don't give them all those touches, you're probably not going to win. Probably not going to win. So again. at some point, you kind of got to just throw it in and say, "Look, this is what we have to do to win." We'll get to the ECU side of that in a moment, oh, Morgan. But with McCaffrey, 
30 touches is a ton you're going to wear them down but if you don't you're going to lose football games so it's a tough you know balance there yeah i think though the the panthers are going to have to develop some of their other talent around him yeah and make sure that they are factors in the game that the defense can't just put one or two guys on mccaffrey the whole time they've they've got to do some other things whether it's dj moore whoever it is they've got to get some other guys involved now on to ecu football we talked to Holt nailers on monday i asked him about the play where he had the longest run of the game for the Pirates, and he got up a little gimpy, kind of wincing. He says he was all right. I think if even if he wasn't, he's not going to tell us. He might tell somebody like his dad, maybe, or a trainer, uh, but not us. But uh, how are how's holding health wise? How's this team health wise heading into tomorrow, Morgan? Well, it's it's like I told him, and you're a wrestling fan, and I'll I'll compare it to this: that you get old guys that are wrestlers that haven't or wrestlers that haven't wrestled in a while they get in the ring and they start bouncing off the ropes i know a couple guys that actually have done that and it takes them a while to get their body conditioned well quarterbacks in practice at high school level you know college pros they got the red jersey on they don't get hit if they get touched the guy that does it gets punished it's running (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, but you know in quarterbacks you know if you you know those guys don't get hit in practice but they get hit in the game and you know the bodies take a while to get that conditioning part of it they don't want to obviously but uh in holt's case he's you know been hit i don't know i think sack probably eight or nine times in the first couple of games unfortunately and hit a bunch more and it, it's taken you know a toll on him but right now he's in good shape saw him yesterday and uh, he's ready to go and been doing a lot of physical therapy stuff as far as ice baths and things like that and stretching and he's ready to go for marshall you're not a coach, Morgan, but got to get this passing game clicking somehow. What do we What do we do to move the football against Marshall? They got a great defense. They They gave up 14 points a game last year. Another tough test for the Pirates. So what do we do? Yeah, I, again, I'm not a coach, nah, but yeah. I know that I know a lot of the players on this team, uh, including my my son. I like the tempo aspect of football. I think you know, getting it and and getting into a rhythm, whether it's throwing the football or running the football and Uh, when East Carolina has been successful the last two or three years, that's what we've done. Southern Miss two years ago, last year. uh, Cincinnati was an up-tempo type game. And sometimes I think we give the defense, and again, this is just me talking, too much time in between plays. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we need to focus on what we can do and not focus on much on what the defense is doing and trying to adapt to that. That's my two cents. Uh, outside of a couple of big pass plays, the defense, man, they rose to the challenge last Saturday. Had a great performance against South Carolina. You hope that carries over into Marshall. But it was good to see Bivens and Smith, your linebackers flying around, that young D-line playing well, Morgan, and, and played well enough to win. And now you hope that translates uh, to a, a team with a much better offense and a better quarterback in Marshall. It does. I think we, we, we match up very well against Marshall. I think defensively, Marshall hasn't seen anything like this defense that we're going to put on the field tomorrow. Uh, Navy doesn't have it. North Carolina Central A&T and T in Charlotte or whatever, they, they didn't have it. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, they're going to they're gonna be tested tomorrow. They haven't been tested so far this year. Yeah, they, you know, Wells is a good quarterback and yeah. they've got you know, a decent line. But uh, if – if our guys can play like they played last week with with uh, in with the going downhill and making good tackles, uh, they played much better than I thought. I think they played against Appalachian State, although App State's line on offense was was a big difference. I don't think Marshall has that, 
So I'm looking for a big day from our defense. I'm looking for a big day from our offense. Morgan, if you had to pick, I guess, one of the headline games on Saturday, Alabama-Florida. If any other team goes into the swamp, they're an underdog. Alabama's a 14.5-point favorite in that game. Uh, can you even pick against Bama right now? Do you think Florida can keep it close? What do you think? I think it's going to be rocking in the swamp. Uh, <clears throat> the Gator Bites and the Gator Chomps are going to be out. But until until somebody stops Alabama, until somebody comes in and, and shows me that they can compete with Alabama, I'm going to take Alabama in the points. said it with Jeff Charles earlier this week. They're just in a different league than these other teams almost. Like Georgia's really good. We'll see them play Bama in the championship probably. Clemson, you know, we saw what Georgia did to them. Uh, any other team, you know, Oklahoma – they're all really good football teams, but Bama is just a, a notch above them. Well, I think what you have to do with Alabama is you you have to scheme a little bit more maybe and do some things they're not expecting. Because uh, you, you can't just beat them like man-on-man, one-on-one. I, man I just one don't think one. you can beat Alabama yeah, straight up. Right. I think there's got to be – got to pick your spots where you got to make, you know, uh, something they haven't seen, something out of the ordinary that confuses them a little bit. And, and that happened to them last year a little bit. You know, they, there were a couple games in there that teams had them on their heels. Ole Miss scored like 50-some points against them. So, you know, Lane Kiffin and, and maybe Lincoln Riley's the guy that could do it with some yeah, cooking up so. some stuff I'm, on offense. I'm, I, I enjoy watching Alabama, but there's sometimes you sit and watch him, you go, I wish somebody beat them. I know. I know. I'm, I'm right there with you. It is a, I'm torn between this is boring, I, I like the underdog, to – this is a beautiful football, and to watch them play is very aesthetically pleasing. So, All right, first question with high school football, Morgan, unfortunately, is who's playing tonight? Have we got some games tonight? Jay, yeah, we got a got a, a lot of games Good. tonight. As a matter of fact, the only game that's not playing tonight is the J.H. Rose in Jacksonville. Now, that game was put off. It's going to be played on the 28th, I believe. Uh, they moved that game back. Both of them had open weeks, but uh, Jacksonville had some COVID issues. Uh, we'll talk with Coach Will Bland from, from J.H. Rose here in just a little while on the huddle and talk about getting his team ready for next week and uh we've got south central uh they're going to be playing uh jacksonville north side aiden griffin's going to west Cra- uh, west craven washington is going to be playing this week in a very emotional game over in washington following all the tragedy that they had with one of their players and uh you know getting that community back they're going to be taking on northern nash so that'll be an exciting game as well and D- our game of the week is dh conley at durham jordan all right. Uh, nice to have a, a slate like that coming up on a Friday night. It's been kind of rare so far this year, so that'll be good to follow uh, the local teams and also check out Conley football at 7 o'clock. Before that, it is the high school huddle with Morgan Aylers talking to coaches in the area. You got some talking heads as well. Yeah, got Brian North. Brian Bailey will be on. The Browns. Uh, yep, yeah, got them on. And uh, excited. Uh, it's going to be a good show tonight, hopefully, and uh, hopefully it'll be a big night for Conley. Morgan, are you going to Huntington or are you sticking <laughs> around? I'm actually going, uh, flying out at 5.15 from Greenville tomorrow morning. Really? And uh, flying to Charlotte with like a 12 and a half hour layover. No, about a four hour (laughs) layover. Uh, Flying into Charlotte, be in Huntington around 12. And then go to the hotel, go to the game, come back, go to sleep, get up, catch the shuttle at 4 o'clock, be back at the... We can take the 515 flight from Huntington to Charlotte with probably another four or five hour layover and then get back to Greenville. You sound excited about it. I am. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and I, should be a fun trip. Uh, a, the travels of Morgan Aylers. I will be, it'll be about as long as I want to stay in Huntington, about 12 hours. There you so, go. So that's, that, yeah, we're that's the max. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, bud. All right. Morgan Aylers coming up on the high school huddle at six o'clock tonight, leading up to DH Conley football. We'll take a timeout come back brian north joins us next we just talked about brian north we'll go over some 
area college games, NFL, and more. And we'll make you a winner coming up at the end of next segment. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage from wood rot or smoke or fire? How about damage that was caused by water? Well, you can consider it all fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday coming up at the end of this segment. We will make you a winner and give away a 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, a 12-pack of limited edition Bush Light Apple, Bud Light shirt, koozies, and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. It'll all be your yours uh, coming up if you are the lucky caller. Right now, we'll head out to the Fixed NC Live line. And we're the lucky ones. They get to chat with Brian North, WCTI 12, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. North, how you doing, man? Doing good. It's uh, feeding time at the zoo here. So we're just trying to <laughs> get the kids whatever they What's the craziest thing that your kids like to eat when they're growing Like, I just, one of them just wanted a hamburger bun. So I just, you know, hand them up. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm trying to think of odd things. Um, nothing's coming to mind off the top of my head. I guess Lily is somewhat of a i mean it was pretty normal i think brian i can't uh, something will come to mind i'm sure probably after we hang up but that's a good question uh i'll take a hamburger but hold the burger just give me the bun that's that's what's going on there carb heavy this is not something that she does every day it's just you know she's walking by she goes i want the bun (laughs) you know that was easy right i mean it's if uh, you do what you got to do as a parent to survive these uh, the feeding time at the zoo, sometimes feeding time at the zoo. Uh, in this case, you can feed the animals. So, uh, so there you go. North, uh, let's start with ECU and Marshall. I don't have a great feeling about this one. Maybe you do. Uh, what can the Pirates do to bounce back after a dismal offensive performance last weekend in South Carolina? Maybe, maybe it's just lower the expectations, right? And that maybe if everybody thinks they're not going to win, maybe they will. And so. We've got two weeks where everybody thought they were going to upset App and then uh, take out South Carolina. It didn't happen, which probably exacerbates the disappointment that some of the Pirate fans are feeling. So now you're going with an oh well uh, attitude with Marshall. Maybe they do go in there and come out with a win. So um, you know you're hearing in practice that uh, maybe the offense has been a little a, a little more um, crisp. Uh, maybe they'll open up the playbook a little bit more or find what they're comfortable with. There's just something missing with the offense where. Holton hasn't seemed comfortable or, or in tune with uh, his receivers and his offensive line. And at some point, you know, they start clicking and, uh, and and that defense continues to play improved football. Well, you know, I, it wouldn't shock me if they go in and get a win. I don't know if I'll, anybody will be able to watch it. How spoiled are we now that we're upset? It's hard to find a game to watch. 
when it was, what, 10, 15 years ago when, like, only two of their games were ever on television where you could watch. That's one way to look at it. The other one is it's 2021 and everything's on, and it's right. pretty lame to have a game on Facebook. So, either way, <laughs> uh, we'll find a way to watch it if we want to. It'll be available for us, and uh, we'll check it out coming up on Saturday. Uh, the ACC Network will be airing Virginia and North Carolina, Brian. That's a 7.30 game coming up on Saturday. The Tar Heels... Uh, did their own bouncing back against Georgia State la- uh, last week. Virginia is 2-0. and uh, Tar Heels, an eight-point favorite at Keenan Stadium. Uh, any upset alert here, or you think North Carolina handles it? No. I mean, Virginia's beat them four straight years in a row, and uh, Mendenhall's doing a great job at UVA, uh, coaching them up. And, and look, it's it's uh, w- with North Carolina, sometimes it's styles make fights, and they've just struggled with UVA through their history. And and look, the, the Cavaliers are good. I don't know that much about them this year, but they've been impressive in their first two wins this season. And they certainly have Matt Brown's attention, especially after losing four in a row to them, including two on the last possession the last two years. So uh, it's not like UVA is going to take them by surprise. It's just a matter of can North Carolina, with some of its limitations that have been exposed on offense against a good defense, and uh, can their defense uh, slow down that UVA running game. So um, I, I I wouldn't call it an upset either way. Uh, which it, whichever team wins, I think it's be another good close game. But North Carolina has zero room for error now if they want to reach one of their goals of getting the ACC championship game. They cannot lose another ACC game, I don't think. Even though that division is wacky, and someone with multiple losses will probably go. Uh, I just don't. You have to have the mentality. You can't lose another. Brian, I uh, I make pick'em sheets and take them out to sports trivia at AJ's on Wednesday nights, and someone, as they were filling theirs out this week, said, "How many is this the first time Wake Forest has ever been favored against Florida State?" I don't know. I don't. I, w- I don't know if it's the first time, but I mean, it, it's it's warranted. Uh, Wake Forest, a four and a half point home favorite against the Seminoles on Saturday. And they've had some success through the years. I don't know how much recently, but look, they've beaten Florida State before. Yeah. They used to have been, what, an ACC championship game back in the Jim Grobe days. So uh, Wake Forest has been quietly building. It's, it's funny how if any other team in the ACC had as many returning starters as they did and had some of the, the success they've had going to bowl games in however many straight years, they'd be getting more attention. But it's Wake Forest who just kind of sits there in no man's land and, and – um, not a passionate fan base, so people don't pay attention. But Wake Forest is really good, and so uh, yeah, they should be favored. And uh, now they just have to follow through and get a win against a dangerous Florida State team. Obviously, we see how vulnerable they are. But sometimes when you get FSU wounded, they come out swinging a little bit harder. So I think Wake Forest would would, would have liked that they beat Jacksonville State last week instead of the way it finished, because uh, Florida State can go one of two ways. It can, it can get motivated and play really well at Wake, or they can just hold up the tent. Yeah. Uh, NC State had a chance, Brian, to have uh, people nationally really take them seriously if they go win a road game uh, against an SEC opponent, go to 2-0. and I think they have Clemson coming up. Is it next week, Brian? Uh, so they got uh, they got Furman this week. But, uh, boy, they not only did they get beat, they just didn't put up a, a good fight at all against Mississippi State. So now – They'll uh, they'll figure things out against Furman and try to regroup, but uh, it's got to be a disappointing loss for the Wolfpack. As I said before the game, it was going to. This is what was going to happen with NC State fans, right? If they win, they'd be insufferable to deal with because they should be ranked in the top ten. How great they are! If they lost, oh well, we're still going to be Clemson and go to the ACC championship, win the ACC championship this year. And so uh, it is all how NC State fan looks at it at this point. But they certainly, you look at Clemson and and. 
maybe they're beatable this year, maybe not, but I think that's where the NC State fan focuses now is, okay, well, we can still win that ACC championship. We'd rather win anyway at this point. I got to tell you, the NC State fans I associate with, none of them think they can beat Clemson or anything good could ever happen to them, Brian. So there's that contingency (laughs) of the fan base too. Yeah, you can hang out with the negative Nancy. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's my crew, and I'm one of those people with my team, so we get along very well. Uh, Northwestern at Duke uh, are going to be setting some uh, some records in the classrooms, probably not on the football field. Northwestern looked really bad when I watched them a couple of weeks ago lose to Michigan State. Uh, they are a slight favorite on the road at Duke, so uh, I don't know how many FBS wins Duke has planned for 2021, but if they want to get one, this might be the one. I think they got Kansas coming up pretty soon, too. So, uh, But this is going to be a, a rock fight at Wallace Wade. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how these really smart schools, and these guys were just good a couple of years ago. Yeah. Smart schools would figure out ways to, to keep winning and build programs, but uh, maybe the smart people run in cycles. Like, you know, when <laughs> you have good athletes and stuff, maybe they yeah. have smart athletic people in those cycles that can go to those universities and represent their football teams well so both of them yeah have kind of hitting hit rough skids real recently and northwestern has always given duke fits I, I i don't know what the overall record is but i don't think duke has a very good record against northwestern and the way the blue devils have been playing look they got to win against a, an okay a and t team but um i don't know how many wins there that there are there for david cutcliffe this year and uh, Northwestern would be a good one for them to get. We'll just say that. I am not a good football gambler, Brian. That is uh, well documented. But <laughs> I, I mean, I love Northwestern here. I love Fitzgerald, their coach. Man, I don't know if this line is an overreaction to them really struggling against Michigan State and also Duke putting up some points last week against uh, A and T. But I don't know. I, I think Northwestern wins this game uh, coming up on Saturday. So take that for what it's worth, folks. Yeah. Sometimes you hit them, and you know Dave. You remember Dick would swing for the fences, and he either hit a home run or strike out, but it was yeah. spectacular either way. <laughs> More than he hit it, but everybody remembers him for taking those big swings. So maybe you can be the Dave Kingman of gambling. Panthers. Uh, I was about to say look good. I don't know if they look good. They won Week One. Uh, the Saints looked really good, and their blowout against the Packers Week One. I, I really like the Panthers to. I like the Saints to come down to earth, back to earth a little bit, Brian, and the, the Panthers to win this game Sunday. What do you think about this matchup with Jameis and the Saints going to Charlotte? Yeah, You know, I base a lot of my stuff on emotion, and you look what's happening in New Orleans. An emotional game to open the year. They're away from their city because they're dealing with all the flooding there. Now they continue to stay away from the city a little bit and, and not at home, on the road again. Um, teams that have those real good week one wins tend to come back to earth a little bit. And the Panthers, I thought they did what they what I thought they were going to do. I, I didn't think they asked Sam to do too much. Um, he got the job done. They really relied on Christian McCaffrey. I think this week they may open it up just a little bit more because that Saints running defense is pretty good. you got to be able to throw against them a little bit. And so I think they'll ask Sam to do a little bit more. If he's on, he has some confidence. Now he's got the Jets game out of the way. If he plays well, yeah, eye-opener for Panthers and their fans and everybody else. Um, but this is kind of one of those pick'em games, you know, because I still don't trust the Panthers yet. Matt Rule's record in the second year of any place he stopped is a dramatic improvement in hmm. column, hmm. and I'm expecting that with Carolina too. But uh, I, I, I'm still not. I, I think they're a team that may be better later in the year than they will be at the beginning of the year. If you uh, are tired of football, or if you got ECU Marshall on the Facebook, which is how you watch it, uh, you can flip your TV over 
to uh, NBC Sports to check out uh, Bristol. We got a night race coming up Saturday night uh, at Bristol. Brian, uh, you got a pick for us today? I think Truex winning last week. Is there a gimmick this week? I mean, it's been differences <laughs> in the schedule. And they did dirt the last time. Is this just a normal Bristol race? A normal Bristol race on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, their normal fall spot on a Saturday. Um, no, boy, I, I will tell you, I've been consumed with babies and football, and that's about it. I have lost touch with my NASCAR. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I have. And um, well, I'm only asking you because I hadn't watched it in like five weeks, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> be honest some some dude is gonna win and say it's the greatest win of his life and he'll get in in the final they're playing the playoffs this is how bad it is where is jordan anders when we need him at this (laughs) wow you went from jordan anders doesn't know crap to now calling him out of the bullpen (laughs) this will be the third race of the uh the playoffs brian so there you go so maybe uh flip over there and just see what's going on if you get a chance saturday night yeah i might or maybe i I was this summer putting in NASCAR results in my Monday morning sports cast. But yeah. Then, uh, now you got a lot going on there. So I was, I was, I was politely told that no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one cares. Uh, I tell you what, if ECU keeps losing, we might go all NASCAR format on this show. Man, um, look, and, and I, I've had this conversation with a couple of people, and and so many people are ready to give up on Mike Houston here, who's starting his third season. And I think you just got to trust your eyeball test on some of this stuff. The offense hasn't looked good, but the makeup of the team, the strength, the speed is better. The AAC, ever since the ECU moved into the AAC, when Ruffin McNeil's last year, it's, it's been tough. The, the teams are better and bigger and stronger, and ECU's been playing catch-up ever since. And, uh, you know, the, the Scotty Montgomery experiment obviously didn't work for three years, and now you have a different philosophy coming in. There's been a big roster turnover. I just, you know, it's so easy to get emotionally up or down on a team and I think with ECU, just hold on a little bit. I mean, you know, they'll beat Charleston Southern next week. Now, if they lose to Charleston Southern, <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can start firing this. And Charleston Southern is good, and they bring a lot of, of Eastern North Carolina kids with them. And, and they're not a, a slouch by any means, but they are a 1AA school, and ECU should be able to beat them. But uh, get these wins rolling a little bit here. And I never expected ECU to win a national championship or even an AAC title this year. But I think challenging for a bowl game was a reasonable um to try to get to and and i don't you know i'm not haven't studied the schedule a ton but just uh, let the process continue it takes a little time i've liked what i've seen eyeball test from again strength size speed uh obviously you can debate x's and o's all you want but the eyeball test tells me they're headed in a better direction than they have been in probably seven or eight years all right there's brian norris saying uh hold on for one more day like wilson phillips said (laughs) back in the day all right, North, uh, enjoyed it, man. We'll hear, uh, I think, more of your voice coming up in our next hour on the High School Huddle, right? Yeah, I uh, gave Morgan uh, Ehlers an earful this morning uh, hmm. uh, that we when we taped that thing. to uh, uh, Only an earful of just, I wouldn't stop talking when he asked me a question. Oh, okay. I was, uh, well, we were trying to hype it up. Maybe if you got in an argument, that would I'm sorry. boost the I ratings. Morgan, what I thought. <laughs> what I told Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, North, good stuff. And uh, we'll have some football highlights coming up tonight. CTI 12? Yeah, on the Blitz. We're trying to figure out a way. It's It's been a challenging yeah. not only teams, but for, for local uh, sports shows as well, you know, trying to get all the highlights of all the teams. But but uh, we'll have plenty tonight, including the huge matchups between Newbert and Havelock mm. and uh, the Mullet Bucket, East and West Carteret. Uh, we did have a, a late cancellation here. Aiden Grifton and uh, West Craven postponement, I should call it. 
Uh, Wes Craven was supposed to go to Aiden Griffin, but some problems with the Chargers team, probably COVID related, they're going to have to postpone that. So yeah, it stinks, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see some action uh, tonight anyway. Uh, not all the action, Brian. I saw you you put earlier. Will there will there be a week this year without a late afternoon postponement, which are uh, total bummers? So. Okay, with like Tuesday, Wednesday postponements yeah. and cancellations, but why are we waiting until Friday at four o'clock? I mean, yeah, is this like the the, the last triple uh, test of the? Anabolic, anabolic steroid weightlifter in the Olympics. I mean, it's just, it just seems so weird to have these late cancellations on Fridays. But it is what it is. It is what Before it is. Before the conference play, you're going to see a lot less of it, I think, because there are no other options to schedule other teams. you got to play it now, yeah. play it on a Tuesday night, or you're going to be short games at the end of the year. North, enjoyed it, man. We'll, uh, we'll try to shoot you a call around 5.30-ish, 5.40 uh, tomorrow if you're available. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. More feeding time. All right. Sounds good. We like the uh, the background noise anyway. It makes it sound real. <laughs> makes it sound live. All right, North. Thank you, man. All right, Clippy. Later, bud. Brian North joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line of the Blitz coming up tonight. More North on the High School Huddle at 6. More North on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. All right, let's make somebody a winner on a free beer Friday right now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Free Beer Friday. Got a good one for you today. 15-pack of 16-ounce Bud Light aluminum bottles, a 12-pack of the limited edition Bush Light Apple. We got a Bud Light shirt, koozies, large Tutabi pizza from Domino's. It can all be yours if you're lucky. Caller number 12. Caller 12. 317-1250 is a winner. Must be 21 and over. Must be 21 and over. Winner. Offers and sentiment. Operators. 317-1250. We'll be back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports, including tomorrow night's game between East Carolina and Marshall. They'll have them up on the big uh, TVs while enjoying the best wings in town. They'll also have sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And congratulations to Tim Davis of Greenville. He was our big winner on our free beer Friday. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We uh, just had a fantastic giveaway brought to you by Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. We'll continue on our Bud Light ECU report and hear more from the coordinators, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell. Let's hear, uh, once again, we're going to get a ton of calls about this tomorrow after the game. Uh, unless Holt Naylor comes out and has a, a great performance in the Pirates' win, we're going to get calls about the backup quarterback. Just about every radio station across the country is uh, at this point, pro and college football, the backup quarterback. If you're not winning games and your starter's not playing well or perfect, uh, you're going to get calls about the backup. Donnie Kirkpatrick himself was asked about Mason Garcia. 
and uh, talked about him. Charlie, this is cut seven. Well, I think Mason's doing good. You know, when Coach Shore, who, you know, was GA with me and helps out and played quarterback for me, we're talking uh, last night about, boy, how much better he is and how far he's come. You know, somebody else asked me, did you think about putting Mason in the game? I was like, we were winning the game. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, win the game. Nobody's going to take the starting quarterback out when you're winning the game the whole game. It looked like we were going to maybe blow them out, you know, for most of the game. So that's not the time to make the change. There could come that time. Now, I think that Mason's getting ready to go. He's ready to go. I mean, he doesn't he didn't think he's not ready. And I don't know that it's, he's not ready. I just think Holton's still the better player right now. All right. That is uh, from the offensive coordinator, Donnie Kirkpatrick. We've also heard from Mike Houston this week saying Holton is the guy. And uh, we'll be the guy moving forward, although there will come a day uh, where we see Mason Garcia either in relief or as the starter at East Carolina. Let's, uh, let's talk about the other quarterback on the, uh, the other side of the field in this football game coming up on Saturday. That is Grant Wells, who is a talented young quarterback. Blake Harrell gave his thoughts on the Marshall QB, and here's what he said. He's a really good quarterback. He's, uh, you know, last year, this time we're getting ready for him. You didn't know exactly what to expect for him, and, uh, and I said last year, this time, it was really preseason last year, but uh, before the pandemic, before that game got canceled, but he, he's he's a special player. He can he can zip it around. Got a really live arm, strong arm. You know, you kind of look at him like, man, he's, he's playing at a high level right now. Uh, you know, look at his offers coming out of high school, which was Marshall and Charlotte, and that was about it, and he's done a really nice job. The offense is uh, clicking on all cylinders right there right now and uh, it's changed a little bit where a year ago I think they had Brendan Knox there who was a really good tailback and the running game still strong uh, not taking away from that but I think they kind of a little focus more of how you put the ball trust the quarterback a little bit more and, and get it to those receivers out wide and he's doing a really good job of that all right that is Blake Harrell he also talked about Marshall's weapons and it is a fascinating box score to look at on the UB stat sheet from their week two win over North Carolina Central they had six different ball carriers carry the ball no not one of them had over eight carries it was kind of split like eight eight seven six five you know everybody's getting uh all their touches at the receiver spot they had 16 different receivers catch passes different players i should say because some of those were of course uh, tight ends running backs guys coming out of the backfield but that is a lot of different players getting touches and getting involved. Blake Carroll went over some of their weapons on offense. This is cut three, Shirley. Yeah, you know, Ali, 22 there, he gets out of the backfield, catches the ball with the screen, or just dumping the ball off to him, or little wheel routes out of the backfield. So it does a nice job with that. He's a very talented kid. And then uh, I think their tight ends, number 11, Gaines, is, is really – he's stood out for a long time now, for the last couple of years, just watching him on film and – He's got legit speed. He was a high school quarterback, you know, athletic, very athletic kid that can stretch the field on you. So there's skill. Um, and, and we're just talking to some other coaches that's already matched up against them and, and, you know, what they've seen there. Their skill matches up to what we see week in and week out in this league. I mean, they, they could be, you know, I think the Navy coaches compare them to SMU skill-wise, which I think is a pretty good compliment for those, those guys up there. And you look at them, and, and they certainly are. I mean, you know, you think back last year, the last game of the season, and those tailbacks they had and, and the tight end they had and receivers they had, it's very comparable. So um, they can certainly get up and down the field. They're long. They're, they can run, you know, and, and athletic at every position out there. All right, let's hear about a couple of players on the, the Pirates defense, starting with Aaron Ramsour. Unfortunately, his career 
has you know a lot of the talk about him has been can he stay on the field uh he has been injured and uh appears he's dealing with something right now uh this is cut six Shirley Blake Harrell gave us an update on Aaron Ramsour yeah he, he's he's a little banged up I think it's a, a growing quadish type stuff um you know he's just he's not 100 percent right now and he's working his tail off he's trying to get back and trying to get back to it he, he's frustrated by it um but we'll get him back soon you know he, he's out there practicing pushing through some things so just trying to have that fine line of get him enough reps so he knows what's going on Saturday if he can get back to full speed, but not overdoing it. We're, we're going backwards and, and, and setting it back. So, But he's doing a good job of, of being an older guy and managing his body and, and, and taking care of it there. A younger player that uh, the folks are excited about on the defensive side of the ball is Tegan Wilk, and Blake Carroll gave some thoughts on how he's been performing. Seven. He's got a knack for knocking the ball out. He does a great job with that. I wish that ball would have bounced off. Uh, you know, one turn the other way, and, and we keep three points off the board down there, and that's, that was a huge stop when he kept the lead there. Um, it was a great job by him folding in there and doing that. And he, he's, he's a good football player. You know, he, he's a play downhill, trigger, great tackler, and, and you know, he, he's a lot of fun to watch. And you'll see him, whether it's a Sam or boundary safety, bouncing back and forth those two places, a lot, plays a lot on special teams. So he, he's going to be a good player for us and moving forward, and I expect big things out of him this, this – uh, this week and this season and hopefully he can cause a few more fumbles a few more turnovers pirates uh won the turnover battle against south carolina did not win the game but blake harrell uh talked about how pleased he was with the aggressiveness of the defense yeah so that's that's our focus um you know turnovers stop and run create turnovers create havoc on the quarterback and the kids are bought into those things they do a great job of just making emphasis on it you know whether it's balls in the air uh whether it's Ball disruptions, a D lineman getting a hand in the face of the quarterback, um, or, or ball carriers trying to punch it out. So that's that's always been our focus, um, and, and they're doing a good job with that. And finally, uh, the tackling was a little disappointing week one. That seemed to get corrected week two. Blake Harrell was asked if he was pleased with coming downhill and uh, his guys tackling. I did, I did. You know. It, about 55 of the 65 snaps, I thought we did a really good job of it. There, there's a few snaps in there that uh, we got to keep keep cleaning up. Um, but I thought we did a much better job just, you know, getting downhill at the second and third level and, and getting where we're supposed to be there. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, some people say they'll take advantage of that. And the answer to that is, hey, we got to get down the hill and stop the run first and see our keys and, and do a good job with it. All right, that is ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. We've got four more hours of ECU and Marshall coverage coming up Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll be with you 2 p.m. So check us out on Facebook Live, on YouTube, on uh, PR927FM.com or our traditional radio stations as well. We'll have a lot of fun coming up uh, this Saturday at 2 o'clock. We'll take our final time out, come back, get ready to wrap up. A Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live and throw it into the football weekend. We'll wrap it up after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow ended the week down 166 points at 34,584. The NASDAQ was down 137 at 15,043 and the S&P was down 40 at 4,432. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And a quick look at your Buck scoreboard. Two college uh, football games coming up tonight. Louisville hosts UCF. That kickoff is at 7.30. Maryland is at Illinois. That's a 9 o'clock kickoff. And a couple of uh, Major League Baseball games of interest. The Yankees host the Indians at 7.05. The Nationals will take on the Rockies at 7.05. The Orioles are in Boston to take on the Red Sox at 7.10. And the Braves take on the Giants. It's a late game at 9.45. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. The Buck. Big night of uh, college football tonight with UCF taking on Louisville, Maryland, and Illinois, as Shirley said, and a full slate on Saturday. We'll have fun on the Bud Light pregame tailgate following all the action going on during our program, like Cincinnati and Indiana. Really looking forward to that game to see uh, what the Bearcats can do on the road in Bloomington. Florida, Alabama is at 3.30, so we'll uh, watch um, at least the first half of that game during our Bud Light pregame tailgate and give you all the updates on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. All right, Shirley Rhodes, we'll see you Saturday, 2 o'clock, for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Big Dog, good job filling in. We'll see you on Saturday as well. Chandler Honeycutt will join us Saturday and our uh, full cast of characters. It's going to be a fun show coming up Saturday at 2, so make sure you tune in. And then you know it's going to be a wild one after the game on the U.S. Sailor. Fifth quarter call-in show. Big Saturday plan for you right here at Pirate Radio. We'll talk to you then. High School Huddle coming your way next. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.